When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Welcome to your Friday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan. Oh my God, this week has gone on for flipping ever. And I got to tell you, I'm angry. I'm angry right at the start of this. You know what? You know, Friday, we we can usually have fun and we're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of laughs, but I am so angry. Not just at the world, folks. I'm angry at these ladies. I'm angry at the flunky force five or however many. I'm angry at these Real Housewives of Beverly Hills ladies. We've got a long podcast ahead of us. I got to tell you, coming into tonight, I felt like dead man walking. I have been just dreading doing this and talking about these numb nuts uh, just because I, I mean, there's just too much to cover. We are deep into the season now, folks. And I was trying to remember last season where, I mean, I remember feeling really, fr- but the difference was like, I was, dr- like, I was drinking during the podcast last year. Remember I do the Beverly Hills one and I'd be like doing shots of like Fernet and stuff. I can't even do that. I mean, it's not even, <laughs> like this is. This is miserable, folks. We are watching pure misery, and we're going to make fun of it. And I do want to just say right at the top of this, my lawyer asked me to read this to all of you guys, um, is that Ryan Bailey from the podcast So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey is an idiot. Anything that he says is purely in jest. He makes amazing points, sure, but mainly it's parody. And nobody should ever be sued or be sent cease and desist and all of that BS because that would just be weird. And especially when you profess yourself to be all about love. I am all about love. That's what I am about. Love. Um, so uh, as Ryan's lawyer, and this is I'm still reading my, my lawyers. Uh, as Ryan's lawyer, just know that this is all in good fun and um, that's the end of my lawyer's letter. The, the thing do I want to say, and I said this, if anybody from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, any cast members, any friends of cast members, anybody, anybody over at Evolution or listening, don't, don't listen. If you're very, if you're a sensitive person like me, I tend to not listen to things that will actually talk about me in a critical way. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, sometimes I'll trust a critic, you know, but if if somebody's going to be making fun of my voice, which actually does happen, I'm not going to listen to that. OK, so so Diana's lawyers, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. And by the way, I said this yesterday, Diana's lawyers, listen, you're going to have to listen to like a two and a half hour podcast. And probably you're going to want to do that because you can bill Diana what like lawyer, I live with a lawyer. You can bill like a thousand dollars per hour. Some of these lawyers get paid so much money. So you might be listening with a smile on your face, no matter what I'm saying, because you can actually, these are billable hours. listening to me play with my pud for like the next two and a half hours. Um, so, I mean, li- listen, Whoever, if if there is a lawyer right now that works for Diana that has to listen to all of these recaps, you might be a millionaire by the time you're listening. By the time, by the time you finish listening to every podcast where I've mentioned Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you lit you 
you could compete with Kanye West as a billionaire. Which, by the way, yes, I do know Kanye is back on Instagram. I do know he's freaked out. He's such a little petulant baby again, and he didn't change his diapers. And we'll talk all about that next week. And I do know that um, Britney's sons, Britney Spears' sons, um, made some statements, and they did a, a 60 Minutes Australia piece. Kevin Federline sure is going for some money right now. And Britney Spears responded to her son. And it's all very sad. And we'll talk about that next week, too. But it's just so damn sad, that stuff. And, you know, it doesn't it, it make me angry. It makes me sad. So I'd rather focus on my anger about these numb nuts. I'm just going to keep calling them numb nuts. Like, what? I mean, we got a lot to cover here, folks. We've got a lot to cover. And this, we we finally we're we're in Aspen, you guys. Do you feel do do you feel the chill? Do you feel the chill in the air? Are your nips hard, you guys? We are in Aspen. Aspen. We are in Aspen. Uh, we've taken a rented private jet that Mauricio has set up, and we we get to see Kyle's Aspen house. We get to see Kathy come into the house. We finally, not in this episode, they'll probably let this Aspen trip go on for the next 8 billion episodes, but we see Kathy with her iPad on the couch, and we're like, that's the iPad. I remember those tweet. remember when Kathy was on the iPad, was like, Rick, get me out of here. This place is crazy. We're at those, we're seeing the iPad, we're seeing all of these things. And the thing is, what I'm seeing in this episode and for the preview for next week, nothing bad about Kathy so far, but like, uh, Eric looks like a, I mean, but why are we, why, why, what are we even doing with our lives? Guys, Eric's a piece of shit. What are we, what are we standing at? The, like, I, I ask this all the time, but seriously, literally, I, I we're going to talk about this news article that Erica uh, won, won, like, one of her 20 lawsuits, but it didn't, like, she didn't win money. She just didn't have to pay money. And people are celebrating like it's a damn Super Bowl or something. What are you celebrating, you idiots? Celebrate when all the victims get their money back. What are you, ooh. Eric, I knew it. Ooh, what do you, what do you, you, you look like a true idiot. Honestly, like, what are you celebrating? Celebrate when the victims get, get, get made whole. As Erica said at the, the reunion last year, if you remember that. Remember, she still hasn't even given the fucking $750,000 diamond earrings back, which I know we're going to talk about next episode, and we talked about this episode as well. So then maybe celebrate when your girl gives all the shit back that she got with ill-gotten gains. Like, you know, this is so funny, too. It's like, oh, you Erica haters. Nobody's an Erica hater. People are saying, you need to give back the money. You need to give back the money. It was bought with funds that were stolen from victims of your husband's law firm. So those aren't yours anymore. They belong to the victims. I don't know how hard that is for people to understand. And like, it seems like it's the hardest thing for Eric to understand. If Erica truly believes in her talent and her, I'm so funny. Look at me. I'm, I'm funny and I get dick all the time. I'm having sex. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> if that is the case, then rely on your talent, toots. You're going to be fine. You're going to make that money back like that. So give back everything. Why even have that on your conscience? If heaven does exist, do you think God's going to be like, yo, we've had a lot of meetings about you. A lot of good things. We loved you in Chicago. You know, a lot of, a lot of us loved your performance in Chicago. Sorry that it ended early because of COVID. That's, you know, St. Michael's fault. 
But we really started fighting because you really tried to hold on to these earrings and, and stuff like that. And it was just like, I, it's not what we're about up here, possessions. And in fact, you're going to be really dismayed to know that there's not even a mall up here in heaven. You know what I'm saying? We don't even have a Bloomingdale's. <laughs> like, like, you know, uh, Kyle's Aspen Place is a little bit nicer than up here in heaven, Erica. So we just need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like at some point, like, we try to be funny, and I try to be silly and stupid and all that, but I also try to be somewhat sensible, and I feel like the world has gone mad. This feels like a real open and shut case, and we've been screaming about it for years now. Give back the shit. It's not yours. I know your husband. You might not have even known Erica. You might, you might have thought just lawyers just casually make billions of dollars. Who knows what goes up in your head, even though you say that you're super smart and that you signed all your tax returns. But whatever. We'll, we'll ignore all of that. But at a certain point, you got to give the stuff back just because it's a gift doesn't then negate the law. It was like, oh shit, the old gift. Well, I guess we can't. It was a gift. I mean, we can't take it from this poor lady. She thought it was a gift bought by real money. Like, I don't understand what we find hard to understand. And the other thing, and I know I'm just diving right into this, folks. I've always said this too, is that, listen, be tough, believe in yourself, fight for yourself fiercely. But for you to be the kind and type of asshole that you are, the special type of asshole, is just weird. Like, I, yeah, obviously you don't need or want our sympathy. That is so obvious. And don't bullshit me about like, well, she can't, sh- she can't show sympathy towards the victims because that might admit guilt. Bullshit. She's actually said multiple episodes this this season that these people, these victims. Or make it, they're making up their story, probably. Yeah, she can say that, but she can't say she's. I mean, what? Which is it? So you can slander the victims, but you can't ever be sympathetic. Or if my husband did do this, holy shit! Uh, you know, listen. I, I just I know my family. When I fucked up, they have had to come and make up for my like. You know, I, don't you remember that when you were a kid? And you get in real bad trouble, and then your parents would have to apologize for you, you know? You get into a fight at a schoolyard. I mean, this literally, I don't know why I'm even using this example, because I usually was the one that would, got picked on. But, you know, I mean, I, a lot of parents probably had to apologize to my parents. They're like, sorry for picking on this kid. He's probably going to wind up a podcaster one day. But th- that's just the one thing. That's just, that's just tip of the iceberg. And Erica is going to be dealing with this forever. But also remember... A lot of these things, and especially with this, didn't you see how hard that got press released? Erica paid actual money, <laughs> allegedly, to get that victory that we heard about this week out into everywhere. You know, like, oh, that got spread everywhere. Like, there's a. You guys know how this works by now. You know, when you hear about things, there's a reason and a way you hear about things. Remember that that even like I have people that on this show that I, you know, I I have to beg people to come on or I used to. But now sometimes people will email or publicists will email and say, I want to get my client on your show because I want them to talk about their product. They want to talk about their product. It, you know, it, that's the way all of this works. So there's always a reason why you're hearing these things. But 
we'll we'll get into that. It's just the first rage thing. Also, I want to apologize. Our air conditioning went out, so I have a fan going on because my dog Brooklyn. Hi, Brooklyn. She's pissed at me right now because it's hot. She, uh, you know, so there's a fan going in the background directly on her because I want to make sure she still stays somewhat cool, even though I am just just drenched like the bad boy. Of po- hey guys, bad boy of podcasting sweats through shirts, huh? How sexy is that, huh? That's what you're listening to, a bad boy. Somebody that truly is sweating through his basketball shorts right now. It's it's not good, folks, but it's the smell of a bad boy. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, so, yeah, no no AC. So that's kind of that, that hum you might be hearing in the background, which I know is super annoying. Hopefully it's not too annoying. And hopefully I'm going to scream so loud for the next couple of hours that you will not even hear about it. Now, I want to talk about Salt Lake. Of course I do. The Salt Lake trailer, right? Look, if you're watching the YouTube, I have the Heather Gay with her eye swollen shut. Everybody's saying, did she get hit? Uh, I thought it was a sty, probably. Dude, this is what my eye looked like without mascara. Remember when I told you that story that I was on the music video for Lenny Kravitz's American Woman? It was like back when I was like 18 or something. And it was in the like desert in Los Angeles. It was like, I think my 18th birthday or something. And I would come out to LA to do acting work where acting, I was like an extra, but I thought I was really cool. And they like shipped us out to the middle of the desert. And I was like, fuck yeah. It was for the Austin powers two movie, the soundtrack American woman stay away from me. And I got there and I was like, Ooh, we're all dressed in like seventies clothes. And then like Lenny's on top of like a bus. And it turns out it's a fucking desert and desert, like all, I don't know if you guys know about deserts, it's all sandy and stuff like that. And so I, and they ship you there. So you, you don't have your car there. They bus you into the desert. So you are stuck in the desert and you're just out in the day. I'm like, this is, this, it was started cool. And then it was just like so much sand in my eye. I got the biggest sty in my eye from the Lenny Kravitz, American woman music video, you guys. So it was just like, I looked like Heather Gay. But, I mean, Heather Gay looks like she's also put out a lot of mascara on that, if you've watched the Season 3 trailer. Um, which, you know what, I'm not... I'm going to do the trailer recap next. I, I I need to get into this Beverly Hills. I feel like I don't want to get too distracted with other things, because there's other Beverly Hills stories I want to talk about. This is going to be Beverly Hills-centric, even though we always take detours, right, folks? We always take a left, we always take a right, we always go all different angles. But I I, I want to give Salt Lake... It's it's proper due. Also, just now that I'm thinking about it, how dare you, Lenny Kravitz? Like, how did I? Everybody sues everybody now. Why didn't I have the foresight to sue Lenny Kravitz for giving me a sty in the desert on the American Woman music video? And just think about me, like the uh, like, yeah, I'm a bad boy, but I'm also you know a nerd, and I'm sitting there in the desert trying to d- dance on top of a bus. American Woman, with oh, so horrible, so. And I remember Heather Graham was there, too. She was the actress in the movie. And she was there, but she had, like, a trailer that they would, like, ship her to because it was also balls hot there. And we would just have to stand out there in the sun. And, you know, it's like... That's what I'm saying. Like, actors, you know, you, like... You think of cushy actors like, oh, like, Brad Pitt, he makes a $25 million movie. Think of all the actors that don't make shit. They get shipped out to the desert. Like, you have cold bologna sandwiches, and you spend your birthday in a desert with just sand whipping you in an eye, where you're almost like... You're like a... 
you're crying almost. You're like, this is not worth it. Like, I don't even know if I even like Lenny Kravitz. And he's up there lip syncing to American Woman again and again. Like, I fucking hate that song. You, Because then the song came out, you know, because they filmed the music video before they had re-released the song for the movie. And then when that song, it just, it, I mean, this is before the word triggered got really popular, you know, in the last 10 years. It triggered it. Every time I would hear that song, I'd have that like my eye would swell up. Like it would be, it would just the sty would come back. But also that was just trying to be cool and trying to be an actor, and then also having a sty in your eye that you don't. You know, remember Kyle on Summer House when he had the sty last season, and I kind of just like it was like a stress sty. And then I just, and then this, when I do the summer house recaps, the sty would talk, but my sty would talk to me like, you're a fucking loser, Ryan. Why the fuck are you in the desert? Holy shit. You, you fucked up, brother. Oh my God. You, most people go to like TGI Fridays for your birthday. You're on top of a bus, you loser. You look stupid in these flared out jeans, asshole. <laughs> so. Brooklyn's looking at me in shame. I do you want to say hi? Okay, well, she'll say hi later. It is so, it truly is hot, you guys. What if I develop a sty right now, podcasting while I talk about having a sty? How are you guys, by the way? Let's get some, uh, are we done yet? Let's get some uh, show crap out of the way. I need your help. If you like this show, please give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can do both. I know that might sound silly. I know. uh, And I'm done apologizing for that. I think this is good. I do this every day. I bust my ass. And that, and I'm so happy and I'm so lucky and privileged to do it because of you guys. But uh, I know, you know, I also have a Patreon where you can pay five bucks a month to get access to over 200 uh, episodes. But I know a lot of you guys don't have that kind of extra money to do that. And I totally get that. Um, But what you can do is leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You don't even have to re, you know, write anything. You can on Apple Podcasts if you want, but all you have to do is hit five stars. It really does help. Listen, the field is crowded with podcasts and especially Bravo podcasts. And that's why I like that. I kind of go in a lot of different directions. I get to do pop culture. We had Casey Hammer from the House of Hammer, which is going to premiere on Discovery Plus today. The three part docuseries about Army Hammer and his family. I got to talk to her. I got to talk to Tasha from Love Island, UK, a show that I watched every episode of this summer, and you guys might not have even seen it, but for me, she was a complete star. I got to do a Southern Charm recap. I got to do a pop culture roundup with Sophie Ross, and over on the Patreon, we just started our recap series of Selling the OC with my friend Kate Legeko. You got a little taste of it yesterday after the Casey Hammer interview for 45 minutes, but that was a two-hour pod, and that was just the first episode. So I'm telling you, if you do want to support the show, a review and a Patreon. There's also merchandise, so bad it's good merch.com, where you can buy the official Stop Sleeping with Nick Cannon shirt, the Stop Sleeping with Tristan Thompson shirt. You can buy so many different weird little things in that store. Maritza designs the shirts and she kills it. Um, and we should be doing way more of that. There's, I want to do it all, folks. And I feel like time is slowly slipping away. Look at me. You're watching me age before your eyes. Look at and this mustache. So sad. The mustache. I feel like this mustache is going to turn. What if? Can you get a sty in your mustache? Is that even technically possible? Um, so that's how you can support the show. Uh, we also have the YouTube channel, all of that stuff. We're trying to do it all, folks. Uh, if there are guests that you want me to talk to, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com is my email address. Um, uh, listen, I've tried to get organized for a long time. Uh, if there's anybody out there that just wants to come 
and live with me for a week and smack me into shape, please reach out to so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com because we've got something good going. I just don't want to ever blow it, but I'm only one person and these podcasts take so long to do and I love doing it and it gives me purpose. It actually makes me super happy. And uh, when you find something you really love, like unless you're talking about these real housewives of Beverly Hills ladies. And then I'm like, fuck. And then it, fe- it felt like work all day going, like just dreading talking to you guys. But now that the mic's on, I'm like happy and I'm excited to talk. But I was just so livid after watching that damn episode. Now I've watched it like three or four times and I get angrier and angrier each time. And all the shit behind the scenes that we're going to talk about right now. And we're going, Diana Jenkins, strong Bosnian woman. I can't believe, I mean, who would have ever guessed, I mean, maybe we should have guessed, that Diana Jenkins would send cease and desist letters to a lot of, uh, they sent one to Sexy Unique Podcast, our our friend Laura Marie Shainalls, they sent one to Tracy Morrison, I think she worked at Jezebel at the time, sent one to NT Lawyer, I mean, truly yesterday I said, you know, I was sad, I was like, am I not going to get, like, does does, does Diana not appreciate what I do, like, that I... You know, like, and listen, we've always said all of this shit is alleged. Nobody has proof that she has run any sort of trafficking ring. I mean, all of this stuff, but you can go read and do that stuff. I mean, listen, I don't know the law that well, but I think we're still allowed to have opinions in this. I think we're still allowed to make jokes about people. I mean, that's what I've always done. And if somebody is this sensitive about this, you know, but they can't even, you know, play it out on the show, but you don't even play it out on the show. But for somebody that professes love, I mean, I'm seeing just from the show, Diana's lawyers, if you're listening, just from the show, your client is coming off very evil, like really weirdly evil in the sense of just kind of being a weird bully. And yeah, guys, I get it. She licks her lips a lot. Yep, she does. Listen, we all know it. We all, I'm almost, let's almost retire the lip licking thing. Like, it seems like she's got an issue. She's not going to be able to deal with it. it. It's like some sort of weird tick. I don't, I feel like we need to, I mean, you remember that thing, you know, you'd wear like a rubber band around your wrist when you try to stop yourself from cursing and you'd snap it every time you curse to try to, you know, I remember somebody saying that was her new year's resolution. She needs to wear a rubber band around her lips. So every time she licks it, she smacks those lips just to make that pain. So she stops doing it. Like what the fuck kind of lip balm is she using that? It's like, like it's that addictive where she's like, I got to get another taste of this. I mean, that whole lip area must taste like, I don't know, like pizza or something that just tastes um, <laughs> my verbiage, something that just tastes amazing because she cannot like, I'm so curious half the time when I'm watching the show with her licking the lips that I'm like, let me get a taste of that. Don't let Asher be the only guy that gets to kiss those lips. They must taste amazing to be able to lick that much. And also to keep that thing moisturized, I mean, we're talking millions of dollars in facial cream, folks. I mean, uh, screw that neurogasm drink that she has that she keeps promoting. We need some Diana uh, Jenkins skincare, you know, for like dry, for dry, dry, dry lips, like in the surrounding area. I also have a theory, though, that, you know, we have talked about this and. I hope this is okay to say for anybody listening, if you do compare photos to Diana 10 years ago to Diana now, there has been a lot of um, uh, things done to her face. Uh, she looks beautiful now. Like, I, And by the way, th- I will say this. I think Diana's hot. Don't love her attitude. Kind of makes her less hot in my eyes. But I thought she, I, th- I was like, I'm one of the people that thought she was hot, even with the tongue thing. 
I don't, you know, like I can be man enough to admit that I thought she was hot. And you guys might be going, no, no, but I think she was hot. If you look at her 10 years ago, I didn't think she was hot at all. But the Diana now, I'm like, oh, that's kind of hot. And listen, truly, I'm so ashamed of what I do for a living. <laughs> so, so I, but it's okay to have things. We've, we're grownups. We can do things to our faces, right? We can do facial surgeries, Kardashian shit, normal shit, Botox, filler, all that stuff. But you compare photos, she's done some shit. So what I thought was like, maybe she did some shit to her face right before the show started. And it's like, it's like riding up, like going from a tricycle to a bicycle. And you are trying to play, you know, you're getting used to the, the instruments, you know, you're like, Oh my God, my face is a lot bigger. Let me, Take a lick of that, you know? She's not used to the new face, potentially, or whatever she's done to it, so she keeps, like, licking it to make sure everything's in the right place. I'm just spitballing here, folks. I'm trying to get... You guys aren't even helping me. I'm trying to find out answers, because I'm trying to stand up for Diana and say, no, she wouldn't just lick like that. There's a reason why she licks like that. But yes, she does... And it, it feels like... Also, Evolution, if you're listening, the producers, you guys... I don't know if you're trolling Diana or whatever, but did anybody, did like Randy on set ever, like, was somebody on lip patrol duty of like, yo, we're noticing in a lot of the dailies when we watch back the footage, um, she's literally not doing a lot except for just licking her lips insanely. Like, you know, if you played a drinking game, you would die every time Diana licked her lips. We... Where were you guys to maybe tell her like, hey, this is your first season. We're noticing this. We just maybe chill on it a little bit. Fans can be a little rough. Um, But no, it's getting worse. It's getting worse, you guys. Like, does she even bathe or did she just lick herself like a cat? Like, I mean, honestly, who knows? And I'm just so tired. I'm so tired of like Erica and Rinna kissing her ass. Erica, she's not going to open a joint checking account with you. Stop. She's not going to blow you, Erica. Calm down. <laughs> she's not that fucking funny, Erica. Anytime Diana says something, you know, and by the way, this is another troll thing. Did you see her walk into Garcelle's place and it, and it, you have the um, captions on, it just says unintelligible. Cause she's like, Garcelle's like, hello, welcome. And she's like, ah, la, 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 and it just says unintelligible, but unintelligible. If it was around Erica, she'd be like, oh, I'm never, it's a funny Oh, look at Chris Rock over here. Yeah. Maybe you can open up for me, Erica Jane, when I go on tour again. It is ridiculous. Like, honestly, and it keeps happening. Like, I don't know. I mean, Erica, she might give you a little walking around money. Like, I have a feeling. Wouldn't you love to know? Like, honestly, I I feel like they should have to declare on Bravo taxes of some sort all the gifts they give each other. I would love to see. Because remember that episode, like six or seven episodes ago, where Erica came over to her place and Diana was in a room full of, like, just designer clothes. And you could see Erica's boner, like, pop up. And she was like, and Diana's like, do you want any of these clothes? Yeah, just go ahead and take them. And you could just see Erica going, like, do you have a hefty bag? Like, just, just... Mikey, get over here. Well, we get paid on I shit you not. I bet. I bet you. Conservatively. Diana Jenkins, in some way, whether it be gifts or just straight up cash, has given Erica Jane at least 50K. 
I'm just I'm just guessing, but wouldn't you? I could totally see that. I don't mean like alone. I mean just an amount of gifts. I'm like, uh, you said you wanted this panther ring in the episode in Palm Springs, so I gave you. And the, if, for a good season, Erica, here is the Black Panther ring. And Erica be like, oh, oh, you're such a true friend. Oh, oh, you spoke my love language. Taking care of me. Erica Jane. So there's just so much to be angry about. And you guys, like, listen. Obviously, me and Sutton are going through a rough patch right now. She's chosen her man. She posted a picture with Sanjit. And Sanjit, I'm talking, if you're listening, I'm sure you're a fan of the show. I get it. I, uh, I want her to be happy, Sanjit. And if you're the man, like, I'm going to give it up to you, Sanjit. Shh. Just take care of her, man. Just take, treat her like the woman she is, Sanjit. But, listen, to be honest, though, Sutton... It's it's not like Sutton is without fault. I'm not I'm not a, I'm I'm not an idiot. I mean I'm an idiot, but I'm not an idiot. Like I understand like Sutton has issues. All these women have issues. They're on the show in the first place. But I understand Sutton's not a perfect person. But you dipshits, Erica, Rena, Kyle, even Dorit sometimes, Diana, you are making Sutton a legend. Have we ever ever watched a sh- like this is what I wrote a note saying, have we ever had a season and you, you, you guys are going to yell and go, yeah, we have, have we ever had a season where the people on the screen are so clueless of how the audience will react? I have a feeling that they think they're killing it, that they're like, yeah, they're going to fucking hate something this year. Yeah. It's obvious. Like I honestly think because even you'll you'll hear in the recap, we'll talk about things like, you know, Dorit's like, she has a hard time explaining herself. No, Dorit, you have a hard time explaining yourself. Your whole joke is that you go on for 30-minute monologues. That, it's you. Sutton might be a little goofy in the way she says things, but we can all kind of understand her. I hate to break that to you, but it's it, just that old high school bullshit. Like, remember, guys, I was in the drama club. I did musicals, so I know what it's like to be a nerd. I know what it's like to not have tons of friends. I know what it's like to have popular people and not be one of them and to not be part of the cool kids. And this is what we're saying. This is not anything. This is not rocket scientists. I'm not telling you anything new, but this this is just a bunch of girls egging each other on. This is a bunch of Heathers. Remember that movie Heathers, Winona Ryder, Christian Slater? So good. This is a bunch of Heathers. This is a bunch of cool kids that egg each other on. You know? I mean, even Kyle. Like, Kyle's playing some kind of weird puppet master, and I've said she's not even really that good at it, but she's really enjoying doing it. And she's playing fast and loose, and I think she might be playing too fast and loose with how she's treating people because it's, uh, it's, it's getting annoying. Um, but I have a feeling they think the audience is going to hate Sutton, and maybe Garcelle to a degree, but I don't think, you know, their behavior is making them even cooler. You know, their behavior is turning them into legends. Each episode, Sutton is getting stronger and stronger. The only thing, the only thing that frustrates me, and Sutton, I'm talking to you. Sanjit, sit this one out. Girl, you don't need to be silent as much as you are. 
You are in the right. You can fight back. Don't let people tell you you don't make sense because you do make sense. Don't let people, you know, you, you, you are in the right. Don't let people, I mean, like, you've got the higher ground. Realize this. Don't cower. And I'm so proud of you because I thought she was going to cower this season. I thought she was going to be like, oh, my. I say, I say, Erica really read me the right act last, last season. No, thank you, ma'am. I'm waiting for my Sub-Zero refrigerator. I got to decorate this house. I can't, I don't got time to fight with Erica Jane, I say, I say. But she didn't. She didn't cower. But now I would like to take it a step further of like, I think there should be a, a part of every episode where son's like, are you fucking listening to yourself? I say, I say, what the hell's going on here? You guys sound like a bunch of knuckleheads. <laughs> What's well, my friend Ryan Bailey like to say? You guys are like a lot of numb nuts. I say, I say. <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, oh, also, I love that we just kind of go, I go, I just go in so many different areas. Uh, I do want to promote something and I'll probably mention this on Monday. So you guys, my ex, um, my ex Amory is a movie producer and her second film that she produced is a, uh, based off a Japanese manga and a manga manga. Uh, it's called root letter and it has stars Danny Ramirez, who is one of the young, uh, fighter pilots in top gun Maverick. If you've seen that. I think he flies with Jay Ellis in it. Uh, really, uh, he's also in a, a, like a Marvel. He's like a Marvel character. I don't know, he's been in tons of things, Danny Ramirez. But she put her heart and soul in this movie. And you can rent it and buy it today on iTunes. I think iTunes is where they want people to buy it but, and rent it. But you can do it on Amazon, all that stuff. It's called Root Letter. So if anybody's looking for something, go check it out. Watch the preview. I'm going to probably put it up in my stories tomorrow, too. Um, and, and I do want to say this is, is you know, listen, no matter, you know, like... I was married to this person. I had, you know, like I'm so, and, and, and even if we're not married and even if we're not like, I'm so proud of this person, you know, like being in Hollywood for this long, uh, her and myself, it, it's so hard to, to make anything happen, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a play, whether it be a movie, whether it be your album. I mean, it's hard to do anything in life, right? But it's especially hard in Hollywood. You guys don't even know how many doors get slammed in your face and how you're trying to, you know, make a million dollar budget look like $10 million and to fight to even get that million dollars to make this. So the fact that it's finally coming out, I'm just so proud of her. And I really do want people to check this out. And I'll try to give you more information as I know it. I'll put it in my Instagram stories tomorrow with like a, uh, a link if you do want to rent it. Um, but, uh, I, I've seen it. I saw it like a year and a half ago. That's how long it took to get the distribution. She made this over the pandemic and she made another movie called room, uh, room, room 23, which I've talked about before during the pandemic too. And it's so cool. You know, I've not been able to be there, you know, but I, 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 you know, I was there for the beginning of her dream starting. So it's so nice. And, uh, but I want to also say just because somebody has a podcast or somebody has a movie, it doesn't mean they're on easy street. It doesn't mean, you know, like people be like, Oh, <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Like you're doing pretty good with your podcast. Huh? And I'm like, man, you don't even know Like I, from the morning till night, I, I work on something podcast related and I make probably with the amount of hour I make less than minimum wage. I would imagine 
for the amount of hours I put into this. But you're all bang, but it's it's out of love, you know. And I know how hard she worked on all of this, and I'm I'm so excited to see what's next. But I wanted to say that, and I told her I would. You know what? And she was she did. She asked me to say something, and she asked me to post something, but in a really nice way. And of course, I would do that um, because I truly do. Uh, you know, I will be a fan of hers for life. Um, so, uh, anyways, congratulations, Amory. If you're listening, the movie is called Root Letter. R O O T Letter. Danny Ramirez is the star of this, and this other girl, uh, Kina or Kira. I'm blanking. I, I swear to God, I will. I will get this at uh, <laughs> get this at another place. Uh, okay, sorry. I'll talk about that more on Instagram. Uh, Maritza just sent me a text um, from Sexy Unique Podcast. Oh, listen on Patreon. We deleted the offending TikTok and Instagram posts about Diana Jenkins, and we'll be scrubbing that moment from the podcast episode that was widely circulated as well. Miss J wants to follow the money, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that I mean, and speaking of that, that's why I was joking about the lawyers earlier, is that I was told that it was going to keep going. So I was expecting really today to wake up to some sort of cease and desist, and it still could be coming because I heard she was also going to go after uh, other podcasts, memes, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's still to come. If it does, it does. Uh, Believe me, I'll be crying when it does. But how wild, right? How wild that it's actually come to that. Let me, let me, that's where we started. This is just, we just, I'm just, hey guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to me just rant. Um... Trying to find the Diana Jenkins post. I screenshot it in case she took it down. But it's, and also, I unfollowed Diana Jenkins this week because I just, and then I think I blocked her too because I was just like, well, let me just get ahead of, uh, ahead of the curve here. This isn't, uh, don't think we're going to ever really super like each other. Um, she goes, and I'm going to be doing a voice, you guys, for Diana Jenkins. Remember, it's a comedic voice, it's a parody, and it doesn't really sound anything like her. For too long, irresponsible journalists, bloggers, and social media commentators have spread hurtful lies about me without consequences. I will no longer sit back and allow them to smear my name with impunity. I have instructed my lawyers to take whatever action is necessary to remove these false statements and to pursue justice from those who have been spreading lies about me. We launched the campaign today. The, launched the campaign? What is this? L'Oreal? What is it, like Maybelline? What do you mean launch? We have launched the Balenciaga campaign with my lawyers by sending legal letters to anti-lawyer Jezebel, Gawker, Heavy, and others. I will not stop until justice is served. Hashtag Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Hashtag justice. Hashtag retract the lies. Hashtag responsible journalism. Listen. Sexy Unique Podcast isn't even fucking journalism. I mean, what? Come on, you guys. It's not even journalism. And I know damn well this isn't journalism. This is like recaps, plus we do interviews and stuff. I mean, I I didn't go to school for journalism, nor do I pretend to. And I don't think Sexy Unique Podcast does either. So that is just wild. Also, hashtag retract the lies. I love that hashtag. Maybe we need to keep going. Hey, guys, let's all post stuff about the show tomorrow. Um, how much you're enjoying this recap and, and hashtag it retract the lies. Hashtag retract the lies. Hasht- wait, hashtag track the lies. 
Put the lies, hashtag, put the lies back. Put more lies in the lies. But what we can say is that we really don't know Diana Jenkins. I don't think this show has done a really good job of telling us. I mean, I've read the Wikipedia article, I think, on this show about who Diana Jenkins is or what we, it's very, it is shrouded in mystery. That's why we made that meme of the unsolved mysteries, Diana Jenkins. There's so much we don't know. Shit. Like I said, I want a prequel where I get to see the Diana Jenkins uh, boy toy, you know, how she met Asher. Hello, Asher. I think you have beautiful singing voice and I love your rock on abs. I like to be alone in the house and hear you fiddle on your piano and sometimes you don't know I'm there and I'm like, ho hum, it's so fun to watch Asher sing in this house. You know what I'm saying? I want that story. That's the story I want. I want to do a journalism story about those kind of moments. Um, Okay, so let's also... Congratulate Erica Jane. She had a big week, you guys. Uh, a lot of her stands were like, we won, you guys. Once again, you didn't win because there's still a lot of victims. No matter what. Um, okay, so there's a couple things. Uh, Trisha Bigelow, the judge that was one of Tom Girardi's mistresses. Remember I did that story a couple weeks ago about uh, her returning possessions Well, Erica, all of a sudden this week, retweeted in her story. Somebody sent me an L.A. Times article about the Trisha Bigelow. And I was like, wait a sec. All of a sudden, Erica likes the L.A. Times now? Remember, she's like, L.A. Times sucks. Nobody should read them, son. Fuck you for reading that article. Oh, screw you. Read no L.A. Times. But then she now likes the L.A. Times, um, I guess, when it's not articles about her, maybe? That's... I mean, maybe that's got to, now that I'm thinking about it, that's got to be probably the key. It can't be about Erica uh, Jane. So she, um, she posted this. The headline is a judge's affair with Tom Girardi and a $300,000 wire Los Angeles times. So they did this whole article where Tom Girardi had wired her $300,000 from client funds and also money for a condo. This judge, Trisha Bigelow. And Erica was online, look at this. I didn't even know anything about this. Ah." And then fucking numbnuts and numbnuts McGee, Lisa Rinna, of course, being an asshole, comments underneath it of like, Slutton's not going to like this. Slutton's going to read the LA Times. (laughs) Like even bullying in the comments. You know what? I love it. This is where we're at in this country is we truly do make fun of people that actually read and read like knowledge and facts. They're like, fuck you, man. How dare you read up on something? I told you the truth. Do not go digging. I told you, do not dig any further. But like, even in a comment section, Lisa Renna can be an asshole, which I do want to point out. Remember, Lisa Renna last, I think I, at some point this week, time is meaningless. Lisa was like, you know what? It's all positivity on my account now. It's all positivity. I don't even really post about Beverly Hills. Well, I guess that really only lasted for like a week or like a couple days because now she's in the comment section going, Slutton, hey, Slutton's going to read like, (laughs) what an asshole, just truly an asshole. And, you know, you guys might not even like Sutton out there listening to this, but I don't even really, can people point to a lot of Sutton comments where she's calling Rinna like a big fake-lipped asshole, you know? 
I just feel like it's more and more bully behavior. And that's why I don't feel bad for people like Diana Jenkins. I don't feel bad for people like Erica Jane. I feel bad for her husband's victims, but I don't feel bad for Erica Jane. Because once again, Erica Jane has made her the lead of her life, which a lot of us do, right? We are the leads of our own lives. But she needs to step aside and let an understudy perform for a while until these victims get their money back. I don't care if it's from Judge Trisha Bigelow. It's going to be... By the way, it looks like your dude had a lot of girls. And I mean, this is how big of an asshole Tom Girardi was, was he was giving big amounts to Judge Trisha Bigelow as well as Erica Jane. This is how little he cared about his client's money. I mean, it's just wild. It truly is wild. But you're not taking any kind of moral high ground of like, look, look at what he did. Judge Trisha Bigelow, she's got some answering to do. No, girl, look at your closet. You got some answering to do. You had like a fucking U-Haul of expensive shoes and purses and all that stuff. Do you think that came from like that? That was from the real money. That was that was from uh, legally earned money. Never illegal. So anyways, congrats to uh, Erica uh, for reading an L.A. Times article, finally. And then here's what happened with the uh, the lawsuit. Um, and like I, I want to point out, too, is that, you know, th- she she got she got a win. She still has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She has nine uh Case uh, nine uh, lawsuits or court cases against her still. Um, so this one saying that she did, was not aware of the goings on with the husband's uh, law firm. And uh, she did not owe five million dollars. Um, so I'm trying to read this. Uh One post here says the trustee files new lawsuit against two lenders of Girardi Keys and shows $41 million in theft from the trust account. $41 million, you guys. And alleges Erica Jane spent $12 million herself on the firm's Amex. Remember, EJ Global, the Amex, this all comes back into play. The emails also show other Girardi Keys insiders, including David Lira, on numerous emails regarding knowledge. Um, the explosive 85 page adversary complaint filed by the trustee is in the link in the bio. It alleges in, in integrated involvement by certain lenders and receiving funds, knowing that they were being looted from the client trust account, which to me means that certain lenders knew that these funds were illegally, you know, they were getting paid from illegal, uh, funds. Uh, so <laughs> she, uh, she got, and that's a different one than the five million dollar one. Um, they are moving to sell the house. They're going to sell all the possessions in the house. Um, we'll see if Erica Jane tries to fight any of that. But she did get, uh, she did get this judgment in her favor. So congratulations. That's one down, ten to go. Um, also, I'm so curious where. And Ronald Richards, when he was on the show, uh, kind of hinted that her legal bills were being paid by someone else. So I'm so curious of who that would be because these have to be astronomical. I mean, we're talking about Diana Jenkins lawyer kind of fees, you know, like this is like suing podcasters kind of money, you know, going around. I don't know. So listen, but once again, I will say that every time, you start to ever even think a sympathy, a sympathetic thought towards Erica. 
something happens like you see the preview for next week and you're like, oh, I forgot. She's an asshole. I mean, she's a complete asshole. And that's, you know, and listen, some people love assholes. Like, that's what it, it takes all kinds in this world. Isn't that exciting that even if you're a complete soulless asshole, a lot of people will still root for you? And also, that's another cool thing about housewives. I said this today. Um, I tweeted this because I just I keep thinking about this episode, which I swear we're going to get to. But, you know, this is all it's all it's all one thing. We're all one. This is very meditative. Um, oh, my God. I hate on Twitter, you guys, when you'll tweet something. And then people will start fighting in the comments and then all of a sudden turns political. Because I, 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 I tweeted yesterday, I said, can Sutton sue Diana for bullying? And it was a joke because that Diana is like cease and desist and sue happy. So I was like, oh, well, then can we just all sue? Can Sutton sue Diana for bullying her in the Aspen house and calling her a cunt and licking her lips and all of this shit? And it was, you know, I thought it was, it's not an obvious joke, but it's a joke. I don't really truly think Sutton should or could sue for bullying, but people took it seriously. And then I got into like a political conversation with between people and like, you voted for all this stupid shit. And I'm like, guys, it's just about the show, man. Like this is the part of the season that we've just, we're just all angry again. We're, we're just seeing crazy weird things, myself included. Um, trying to find what I had said, cause this was the thing that kept, Like, do you ever wonder about their actual relationships? Um, Because I wrote, part of me truly hopes that Rinna, Erica, Diana, and maybe even Kyle are lifelong sisterhood of the traveling pants kind of friends. Because at least that would make up for the vast majority of the audience that truly cannot stand these ladies anymore. That have just had it. And it might not be one of you guys. You might be like, I love everything, you know, but a lot of people flip and I would say the majority of people really are disgusted with at least two to three of those ladies that I just mentioned. So I was like, well, it might be worth it though, because in reality, I don't think they truly care what we think. I mean, they might like, you know, fight out back against barbs or alleged lies or something like that, but they don't give a fuck what Ryan Bailey thinks. Listen, like you, like, like, Oh, if I was Eric and here, I'd like, Oh, that guy's obviously a loser. Like that end of story. Who cares? But my thing is, so many people dislike them that I want. I, I was like, I hope that they're actually, at least for all this hate thrown my way, I've made friends for life. But the reality of that situation, I actually think, is that once they're off this show, I think they're going to get holiday cards. You know, I think Lisa will get a holiday card from Kyle every every Christmas. And, you know, you'll get a text on their birthdays for the first five seasons. And then, you know, maybe year six after the the show, you know, they'll Kyle be like, "Oh my God, Rena, I'm so sorry, I forgot your birthday last week. Oh, I hope you had a good one. Let's talk soon." And Teddy, you know, Teddy will always be begging everybody to get together. Let's get together like the good old days. You know, it'll be like a Tuesday at El Torito's, which is great. You know, but and then everybody's gonna like, "Teddy, come on, man! Like, like we, we we're busy. We all have families and and stuff." You know, and uh, I say all of that, but I truly think like I don't think. Most of these people are lifelong friends. They're co-workers in a way. Remember that. Remember that. You know, once the show is over, a lot of this stuff will go away. It's, you know, the, remember, these aren't, it's not the sisterhood of the traveling pants. I mean, half the shows on Bravo now, they cast. They're not actually even natural friend groups. 
But I say all of this, but I also say what's great about The Real Housewives is that in five years, the same thing might be said about Sutton, Crystal, and Garcelle. Is that these shows, you're going to be heroes certain seasons, and then years later, you know, I remember liking Lisa Rinna on her first season. I mean, I never really cared for Erica Jane, but I didn't really have a distaste for her like I do now. But that's what I'm saying is that in five years, we might... I mean, God, if I'm still doing this in five years, then I'm doing something right. No, <laughs> we might in five years be like, we're tired of Garcelle. She pulled some real weird shit. Also, fame and all of this shit, even if it's on a C-level celebrity status like housewives can be sometimes, it goes to your head. Like, who knows? The people that you love today, you might not love three seasons from now. And I'm very well aware of that. Also, remember, we always talk about the narrative. And I swear to God, right after this little segment, we're going to get to the actual recap. But you guys are having fun. Come on. It's Friday, baby. It's the weekend. Crack a co- <laughs> crack a white claw, baby. Claw this up. You know, kick the kids out. Let's... Let's get let's get funky. We're doing Beverly Hills. Now I'm finally getting into it. I, I swear to God, you guys, I was dreading this all day long. Because you know when you like just talk in your head about something and you're just wanting you're talking in your head and you're like, ugh, and you're saving it all up. It, like it must be what the Incredible Hulk feels like when he's like Bruce Banner before he changes in an Incredible Hulk, because he's like, I'm gonna get angry, I'm scared to get angry, and then now, like, finally I'm getting the poison out, you know? The other thing I wanna say is that I always talk about the deleted scenes, the scenes that we don't get to see. And they kind of throw them in on the rewatch episode, which they air right before the new episode every week. But nobody tunes in for that because we already seen. So it'll be like never before seen footage. But accounts like Queens by Bra- Queens of Bravo will always put the deleted scenes on their account. And it really does. These are amazing scenes that they cut out. And sometimes it doesn't really change much, but it adds a lot of flavor. It adds context for these things. And I know they're trying to, the producers are trying to tell a story in a certain amount of time. But listen, man, us nuts, we'll, I'll watch a two-hour Beverly Hills every week. You don't think, don't even threaten me with, don't threaten me with a good time. I'll watch a fucking four-hour cut. I'll watch the Godfather trilogy of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills if I need to. You know what I'm saying? Give me all... Don't don't tell me what's good for me. I'm a grown man, damn it. I'm the bad boy of podcasting. If I want to watch a seven-hour episode, I'll watch a seven-hour episode, and I'll do it with a smile on my face. You know what I'm saying? But these are the kind of scenes that didn't make it to the show. This is just on last week's episode, not the one this week, but... And this is on the Queens of Bravo account. I would like to get to know you not through your friendship with Sutton. You already know me. It wasn't until Kathy's dinner that everything changed. I do remember Garcelle taking your arm, though. And I appreciated that. Kathy, you were not there at a Mexico trip. Unfortunately, I heard from Sutton about Erica's behavior and how much she was appalled by it. And at a dinner table, she acted absolutely the same towards me completely lost it she was yelling screaming at me you did behave in the same manner that erica behaved towards you is that uh, true or well, not that you were criticizing no. that she was criticizing somebody please back us up come on now no, that was different it was different. not it was the different. same it was come different on. i'm sure that diana was very taken aback in mexico 
but you cannot compare what happened at Kathy's house. I'll go head on with you all day. Don't talk to me like that. Or what? Seriously. Or what? Please shut the up. It was actually scary, not just for Sutton, for the entire table. I have never been like, y'all then talk to like that. It would be interesting to see if Diana was screamed at by Erica, because if she thought that Sutton yelling was bad, she has no idea. That's what I'm talking about, folks. We're missing scenes like that. And that is that I think Sate was yelling at me in Mexico pretty bad. I've never been talked to like that. First off, there's no way you haven't been talked to like that, especially for like, I mean, you've dealt with like insane billions of dollars wealthy business. I, who know? Listen, I, I obviously don't know what a successful person looks or acts like, but I, I, I would think it's a little different than how Diana Jenkins acts. Who knows? Once again, it's like the Chris Jenner of it all. I don't think like we ever see the real Chris Jenner. I don't think we ever have seen really the real Diana Jenkins. But imagine if Erica Jane said to Diana Jenkins, "Fuck you!" Oh what? Oh what, Diana Jenkins? She'd be like, "Or I fucking kill you, huh? That's what. I will literally kill you. I will sue you. I will cease and desist you completely." You know what I'm saying? Like. Diana Jenkins has no idea. You think Sutton's like, well, I'll say, I'll say, I don't agree with that. Oh, no, you yell at me so hard. Like, no, Erica Jane. But Erica Jane wouldn't because Erica Jane's a kiss ass because she thinks Diana Jenkins is going to eventually give her a panther ring or some shit like that and let her stay at her beach home in Hawaii. Can my... Can Mikey come? Uh, Mikey's due for a vacation. Can he have your guest bedroom in Hawaii, please? So that's one scene, and I love that Kathy jumped in and Dinah was like, no, Kathy, you don't know. Like, listen, Kathy's another one. Kathy is truly, I hate that she says so many really dumb, potentially harmful things, and who knows what she's going to say on the Aspen trip, honestly, but sometimes she does. She's another one that kind of makes sense sometimes, and also, I don't think she gives a rip. I don't think she gives a rip about any of these other ladies. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, you you know, she's legitimately bored. You can tell during most scenes she wishes she had her iPad. She's like one of those people, she like, my, like, she's like, oh my God, I'd love to be playing Candy Crush right now. Kathy don't give a fuck if she wears PJs to an airport. Kathy, we call her Kathy Comfort Hilton. She loves the comfort. Here's another deleted scene, you guys. This one, really... This can is, I just say one thing? Yeah. If there was a situation... Where I heard something well, about you. I would no way, and I do not understand this with this group, I would no way go around and tell all the girls. You have shared something with me, you remember, at the Beverly Hills Hotel? Yes. Raise your hand if I've ever discussed anything personal about Crystal. I know. You guys, nobody's raising their hands. do that. So that is the one problem that you guys all we have. We do. I've never done that, Kathy. Uh-uh. I actually... You definitely don't. Confident. We were raised not I literally not, to do not that. one person here has ever shared no. something I've well, never carried, ever. I'm I actually, maybe I'm crazy. You guys have I'm a f***ing bull. That's so obvious. Obviously, they're not. We, we yeah, have you can tell me something. We're trying to figure out. I really did share the thing. Hold on. Let me just clear this up with Garcelle. Garcelle, let me tell you. There's still a lot of stuff out. Yes. Okay, basically, basically what Kathy just did is she kind of just like the whole 
Housewives franchise is built on people saying they're trustworthy and then they're not trustworthy and they go around and tell everybody. But I love Kathy's like, you guys know me. I don't actually say anything. Remember, uh, you told me that thing about your cousin being gay at the Beverly Hilton. I have not told any of these ladies about that. No, I mean, she did. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Kathy literally, Kathy's going like, yo, man, I won't tell on any of you guys. Kathy legitimately, and I, I say this lightly, you're going to say, oh, she might have some sort of morals where the other ladies don't. Like, Lisa Rinna has probably never met a secret that she has not told people that she's not like Lisa Rinna has probably kept no secret, maybe one secret about Harry, but other than that, no secrets. You know what I'm saying? And that's of course that he makes the world's best Bolognese. Harry's Bolognese. Um, but I, I think these things, these deleted scenes are so important. Like, honestly, Bravo, why don't you just do a half hour episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills deleted scenes? Don't do like a whole episode with new footage thrown in. Just give me 30 minutes of the new scenes. You can add commercials to it. You can make your advertising dollars. Like, I don't understand decisions like that. I mean, for the nerds, like, I mean, I feel like everybody that watches Bravo aren't casual viewers. We're all, I mean, not as obsessed as you know, me and you guys, but we're into it. Like, wouldn't you at least throw that on the DVR? Like, fuck, I watch Watch What Happens Live and enjoy it. You don't think I'm going to crush like a 30-minute never-before-seen footage altogether? Give it to me all. It's like how I used to say, if you really want to make Bravo money, Bravo, if you really want to make money, give me all of the footage anytime anybody's in a Sprinter van. Give me every, give me all the unedited footage. Give me all the sound for each lady. Give me each audio track. Let me, you know, like Kanye has that little thing where you can like pump up the beat or the drums or the, you know, that little stem player he has. I want a real housewife. I want a housewife stem player where I can bump up Dorinda in certain scenes or bump up Ramona. Like give it to me all. Trust me. I'm a big boy. Once again, bad boy of podcasting. I can handle it. Listen, if, if, if somebody sits in silence on, uh, on one of these Sprinter vans for eight minutes, I'll love it. Yeah, I'll be on my phone. I'll be like, this is fascinating. I'm just, it's like, a, it's like watching like a, an aquarium. You know, we're at the zoo. And then somebody talks. Maybe, maybe we hear Heather Gay fart. Who knows? Um, <laughs> okay, so, that's, so now, you guys, hey, let's get to the main event. <laughs> Let's get to the main event. You guys hear this little show called Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, where we're going to do a recap of that episode. We've talked about a lot of the themes already, but now let's get into the actual show, folks. Now, remember, I am a trained actor. I have a theater degree from Arizona State University, the Harvard of the West. I've studied the classics. Shakespeare, Mamet, Andy Cohen, all of these. So you are in good hands. And just so you know, some of these voices, they might be grating. They might be like, oh, it's too much. I've tried to lighten the Rena voice a little bit. You might hate it, but sometimes you might hate it. And then you end up loving it. It's just weird how it always works. But just remember, this is all in good fun. Dorit, if you're listening, I truly do love you. I feel like we should have your kids in the show more. And PK, I want to meet you in Putamita. That's where we need to go, bro. Okay, so this episode is called Altitude Adjustment, Season 12, Episode 16. 
mm, 16 episodes in. What does that mean? We probably got like six to seven more actual episodes. Plus, they'll do a four. You know what? I think maybe this time they'll... We'll see how these, this plays out. But no, they'll do a four episode reunion, I bet. Because we'll we'll see what happens. They're filming the reunion, you guys, this this upcoming week. Anybody listening that knows where they're filming, let me know. I would love to go out there with like a sandwich board, like, like, you know, where they spin them on the streets with shit like, you know, give back the earrings, Erica. And I'll like do like weird dance moves or like date me Sutton, you know, and just flip a sandwich board right outside where their vehicles pull up. Um, so altitude adjustment, what I think of, I'm like adjustment means adjusting something like my back or, you know, but altitude means like a high altitude. And then I was like, oh my God, Aspen isn't Aspen in a higher altitude, altitude adjustment. So that means they're getting used to a new altitude like Aspen. So we're literally shifting gears into the final part of the season. So I thought it's a very big brained title or it just, I don't know altitude adjustment anyway so the summary that the cable company gives us is kyle charters a private plane and flies the women to aspen in style also it makes it sound like kyle flies the plane or something. kyle is amelia Earhart and flies for <laughs> numb nuts to aspen in style and then goes but dorit packs emotional baggage along with her snow pants hey what is that what they really wrote dorit packs emotional oh no look I have packed, I forgot my undies, but I did pack my emotional baggage. Oh, oh no, Jagaloo, I packed my emotional baggage. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Who writes this? But Dorit packs emotional baggage along with her snow pants? Okay, by the way, Juliana Carraza took the notes once again for me. And Juliana now, she'll put in things to like mess with me. And like, Juliana, is this, are you messing with me? Did they really put Dorit Peck's emotional baggage along with her snow pants? Because first off, she barely, I mean, like, there's one scene with PK where she talks like, I'm trying to get over my burglary. But it wasn't that, like, I wasn't like, holy shit, Dorit really is facing her fears in Aspen. So I guess that's something that happens this episode. Also, the mountain weather isn't the only thing that's cold, as Garcelle and Sutton ice out Erica in a very public fashion. Wait, what? Garcelle and Sutton ice out Erica? Wait, who the fuck is writing this? Because that's not what happened at all. In fact, everybody was mean to Sutton. What are you iced out Erica? Oh, are you? I think maybe they mean the scene with Crystal and Garcelle talking about the diamond earrings. Okay, I don't like this because this is not if I read this. And th- that's not what happened, you guys. And I I will not stand for liars on my show descriptions. So we always start these shows, as we always do, because we do not remember the season. Bravo knows that we have very peanut brains. And it says, previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Kyle's like, I'm inviting you all to Aspen. There's a house 10 minutes from my house that you guys can all stay at. My house is very small. And Rena's like, I want to stay at your house, Kyle. <laughs> and Garza's like, We'll stay at the other house. And Diana's like, I'll stay at motel. I'll, I'll stay at hotel. This is, I mean, listen, Diana, if you don't want people to treat you weird and like say weird things, maybe don't 
Try not to be weird sometimes. Like, what? I mean, it's like, it's like you would not like me if I stayed at your house. I get very weird. <laughs> Rina, go, Rina goes, my mom's stuff came to my house today. I have a lot of feelings going on, and I'm so, I'm so strong at times, but I'm really not. Once again, Rinna loves to self-diagnose herself. Remember that. Rinna will tell you how she's feeling and why she's feeling it. Like, honestly, she mentions going to therapy in this, and I was like, show me the receipt. Honestly, show me the receipt. She's like, I have a lot of feelings. I'm so strong at times, but I'm really not. Like, okay, thank you. Uh, Then we have a scene of Sutton like, Diana's not ready for any kind of friendship with me. And Diana's like, she's right. And Sutton's like, Take all the time you need, I'll say. I'll say, take all the space you need. And Diana's like, thank you. Time out for both of us. And then Sun's like, I'm, you guys, if you're watching the YouTube, you see what I'm doing. But Diana does this little thing with her fingers like, time out. And then Sutton, there's a shot of her going, doing the same finger thing. And that finger thing upset. It's like Punta Mita. It's like the the visual Punta Mita. Like, I love hearing that word. I love doing this now, that little movement. Time out. It is a time out between Diana and Cisandesis. Um, then we have another scene from two weeks ago where Diana was like, you have a drinking problem? To Garcelle. And Garcelle's like, no, I don't have a drinking problem. And Eric goes, neither do I. But you try to push it. And then she winks. Like, but you, but you try to push it. She thinks she's so cool. And Garcelle was like, I was worried about you. But is that... To make Erica look bad? Or is that out of genuineness? And Garcelle's like, um, Erica, stop speaking in the third person. I don't have to make you look bad. You can do that on your own. And at that moment, Rinna's jaw unhinges and falls to the floor. And all of the rats that are stored in there just run out. No, everybody does open their mouth really big. Kyle, Rinna. It was a big, it was like a real mic drop moment. And you can tell because they cut to Erica. It's very subtle, but you can tell she knows she just got bested. It was just like, fuck. Like, I just, like, it was like sweep the leg moment from Karate Kid. We don't get any taglines this week because there's just too much content. Um, So uh, it says in Beverly Hills, four days before Aspen, Kyle is driving with Dorit, and Dorit is hugging her dog, Winnie. And this is the night after the, uh, the Rinna launch party that we saw them at and all the disco. And so Kyle's hair is still like fully, it looks. I was trying to think, like, do you guys watch that new season of Stranger Things with that kid that's all into Metallica, the new guy that Eddie, Eddie, what is it, Eddie Munson or whatever? Kyle kind of had Eddie Munson hair, maybe like a little more styled. It, It's not, I don't love it. And I think Kyle's a very beautiful woman. I am not into Kyle's 70s hair. And even in the talking heads with the orange talking head, and I usually don't really notice these things, but I know I was like, oh, wow, I really don't like that. So I noticed that at least. And Dreet was like, it was really wild last night, Kyle. Beep, boop, boop, boop. It was interesting and wild and a little all over the place, which usually means cocaine. No, I'm joking. And Kyle's like, I should have asked you for an Advil, too. And Dreet goes, why didn't you tell me? And then Kyle in a talking head goes, after Rinna's party, we went to the polo lounge. Our husbands met us, and we continued to party, and we got overserved. When do we learn our lesson? Sadly, alcoholics usually don't learn their lesson until it's done. <laughs> no, I, I, this is the other thing, too. This is when you really kind of know it is a job, because... It's like, we clocked out of our actual job partying, and then we went to the polo lounge. It's like, no, 
Evolution Media, you strap GoPros on these fuckers and like, no, I want to see, we get like, we get Diana taking drunken Instagram photos. No, I want all of it. This is where the real show is taking place. Come on. Um, Dorit goes, I do feel, if I can say so myself, Rinna's having extreme reactions. And I was like, yeah, for like six seasons now. We get a flashback to two weeks earlier, earlier Rinna screaming at her Rinna Rosé wine tasting party, which by the way, really horrible story. They bottle Rinna Rosé in a little, uh, a Taiwanese village. And, uh. It got poisoned this week. The uh, the the mud well that they they make the Rena Rose out of uh, elephant dung. The same elephant dung that Leah McSweeney actually throws on somebody on Girls Trip season three. Unfortunately, got into the Rena Rose bottling factory. <laughs> Do you know? You guys feel that right when I start to say something really stupid, and you can tell that I don't even know where I'm gonna go. And then in my head, I'm like, "What are you even?" And then I'm like, "You're fucking flying. You're Maverick and Top Gun, man. You're pushing this joke to the limit. It doesn't even make sense or is funny anymore." Um, so we get flashback to Rena going, um, "If you come for my husband and kids, I will hunt you down." And every time it gets more and more grating and shocking and weird. It's just weird. Like, I just picture every time at that Rena Rose at, at Rena's house, all the rats just scurrying, just like scared, like, the lady of the house is freaked out. The lady of the house is yelling again. And poor Harry, I just picture him on his bed, which is like a one silent tear just streaming down his face and him putting his like AirPod noise canceling earphones in and picking up his guitar with his big nails and trying to like play a James Taylor song to like calm down. Like, I've seen fire and I've seen Rena yell. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen Rena Rose that... When you drink it would kill a friend, but I always never wanted to hear Rena yell or laugh again. <laughs> so, um, Dreek goes, not having dealt with her mom's passing, and now I think it maybe is built up. And Kyle's like, well, look how she was at your house last night. And Dreek goes, that's my point. And Kyle goes, first she was really yelling, and I was like, gosh, that's so harsh. We get a flashback to the night before where Rena's like, what made you do that? Pointing her finger at Sutton. That's the answer I want. And when I get it, I will let it fucking go. Like, really, again, yelling. Like, it's weird. It's like king-like behavior. And you've not earned the crown, toots. You just haven't. I know you always like to make the jokes about the Lisa Vanderpump and the crown, but you ain't even close to being able to fit that crown on your tiny little head, you know? Um... And uh, Kyle's like, yeah. And then she went from one extreme to the next. I went from thinking, calm down to, oh my God, poor thing. We get a flashback to later that night where Rena's like, I have to figure out how to live with my mom and I don't know how to do it. Kyle and I talking and I goes, when my mom died, I was physically ill for two years. So I understand that Lisa's in pain. And listen, once again, I will always say like, losing a parent or losing anyone is unimaginable pain. And I do not begrudge Lisa Rena that at all. But there is a performative aspect to Lisa Rinna, and there always has been. And for us to deny that and act like that is not the case is ignorant of us. We've seen how she uses the show, how she is in scenes. We've seen her as an actor. We've seen the, you know, so 
while I know the grief is probably something that she will never get over, I can't even bring myself to think about it even with my mom and I'll fucking freak out. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that. But that be, you know, you know, it's so sad. You know, it's so, what's a, such a dark thought. If my mom ever does pass away, that I will probably think about Lisa Rinna in some sense and how she handled it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how dark, like, that's, what a dark fucking thought. Oh my God. Also, my, 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 one of my best friends, Meditza, who does all the graphics and she does like, so many podcasts with me on Patreon and all that. Her uncle passed away today. And I know, I, I, I say, I know we're all over the place, but we're family in this podcast. And that's why I, you know, but, you know, just keep her and her family in your thoughts and stuff. And it's just, n- none of it makes sense. So I, my heart always goes out to anything like this with Lisa or anyone that loses anybody. And unfortunately the deal is that we're all going to lose everybody. And that is just so fucked up in so many ways. I can't even understand it. And that's why I do a podcast where I make fun of housewives because the actual truths in life are so flipping scary. You know what I'm saying? But, um, the aggressiveness though, she seems to be relishing in it and also forgiving herself for being such an asshole in the same breath. So you never know which Rena you're going to get. But we also have all of these buildup of seasons where we've seen her with similar behavior. There's just a furthered intensity. She's just ratcheted up the intensity, but we've seen Rena do most of these things before. Um, so Kyle and I are talking about, uh, yeah, so Kyle goes, she's taking it out only on one person though. And Dory goes, I know little jagaloo and no and kyle's like no sutton and then kyle and i talking to says i think that right now everyone needs to reserve judgment with how ren is handling this and just give her some time kyle i want to give her some time but i have a feeling her time might be up uh and also i'm willing to give her time and like let's see how the the off season treats her but i don't know like i keep getting this feeling listen i don't think they would even know if they were let go yet because i don't like, think about the reality of that situation. You think Bravo or Andy Cohen's going to let Lisa Rinna go, like, last week and she knows it and then still expect her to show up for the reunion? No way. No way. Rinna might think she might be in hot water because of all the reactions, but I don't think there is any kind of formal... I mean, she might, you know, Rinna might open up Dumois and be like, oh, shit, Dumois says I might be fired. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Harry, you better get out of the woods on your solo camping trip and come start working again. <laughs> um, so uh, Dorico's, I don't want Sutton to feel like it's a pile on because it's not fair. But at the same time, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 she doesn't articulate herself and land her points as good as she could. And that, I told you earlier, was hysterical because it's like, Dorit, you're not succinct at all. You can't land a thought plane to save your life. You know, you're not the Sully Sullenberger of landing thoughts, you know? We get a flashback to the previous night where Sun's like, listen, I'm a cult. And Kyle's like, a cult? And Sun's like, no, it's a baby horse, I'll say, I'll say. And Kyle's like, oh, a cult. A cult. And Crystal's like, Sutton, you're tangenting. And, and Sutton's like, no, I'm not. I got this. Oh, okay, I should have said what I, I what I said. Hang on. And Erica's like, and I got a drinking problem. <laughs> like a stupid bully would. But listen, obviously Sutton has done enough situations, probably that we don't even see on camera, that she doesn't make tons of sense all the time or maybe gets lost in thoughts or is not clear, which says a lot when 
Dorit will have a storyline about that, but why wouldn't we see that with Sutton? But anyways, but Sutton's like, no, no, I've got this. Like, people do treat Sutton like, you know, like they're, uh, Crystal tries to protect her at times, but I feel like Sutton, we've got to stop doing that. We, you know, Sutton is able to learn strength. I feel like she, that's what she's learning this season. Um, Kyle in a talking head says, well, I think that Sutton wants things to be good with people, but Sutton says too much and causes a whole big drama. And other times she's too scared to speak up at all and rock the boat, which also is not good. So <laughs> sometimes she makes it a little difficult. What a piece of shit Sutton is. <laughs> I mean, Kyle, like, listen, Sutton, Kyle is not your friend. She just isn't. Kyle looks down on you. Two things can be true at once. Kyle can still be a good person and look down on Sutton. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't make her a bad person, but she does look down on Sutton. She thinks Sutton's a whack. And and that's just what, I mean, how many times have we ever seen, Kyle will um, empathize with Sutton after the fact, or in a talking head, Kyle will empathize with Sutton, but not in the actual moment. Or she'll wait till after Sutton took a beating and then come over like, no, don't cry. Dorit goes, I feel like maybe she just needs some helpful advice, some support, and not necessarily to have it another thing that's coming at her. No, Dorit, she needs a man, a bad boy of podcasting to cuddle her at night. Kyle goes, I think she does too. The day winds down into night and we're at Garcelle's house. With Garcelle, you know, remember Garcelle lives in that little, I like her house a lot, like, but it, I always say it looks like it's like built up. If you see the, if you pause it like a nut, like I do. You can see that's a very tiny backyard. It's a bunch of houses with very tiny backyards. And it always looks like it's like kind of up on like a, not on a hill, but like next to a hill. Like, oh, it's a beautiful view, uh, a beautiful view of I'm just staring at a hill. Like it, it looks very tight, even though it really is a very nice house and a tasteful house and decorated awesome, all of that stuff. But we're, we're at uh, her house and Garcelle, we're like, ding dong. Uh, Garcelle opens the door to Diana and she goes, Bosnia. <laughs> and Diana's like, hee hee hee, Bosnian here. I am mortified. This is back to front. Hee hee hee. Referring to the dress on her body. And Garcelle's like, oh, what? This should be a back. That's how hungover I am. <laughs> Listen, for the amount of stormtroopers you got working for you, Diana, the fact that you, I mean, like, I, I almost feel like somebody that probably, I mean, somebody probably got sued that night. Like, you let me go to fucking Garcelle's with a back to front dress? I fuck you're dead. I fire you now. Who, who the fuck speak up to me? I'm wearing clothes backwards like an asshole. Who am I, crisscross? Come on. <laughs> By the way, also, but I didn't. I took a look at that dress and I was like, I think she's wearing it the right way. Like I was, cause the right, it, w- it went down to the cleave area. I, I don't listen folks. Like I said, I wear basketball shorts a lot. Um, so, uh, you know, Diana's wearing her dress backwards and Garza goes, Oh my God, I never would know. I, how much did you drink? And Diana goes, this is the closest that I've come to walk of shame. <laughs> Something allegedly tells me that's not true. Allegedly. Garcelle on the talking head goes, this is not a Diana fail. This is a team Diana fail. Where's her team to tell her? She put her jumpsuit. Exactly, Garcelle. Diana on the talking head goes, I just did not want party to stop. I took little bit too far. <laughs> and now I'm feeling the pain. 
Garcelle goes, can I make you some coffee? Oh, water, water, need water. Garcelle's like, water, that's what I figured. I feel like I'm out of my body. Garcelle goes, the pictures you posted last night. Diana goes, ha, 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 ha. I can't even look at her in face. I think I'm going to leave the country. And then I was like, wait, why? Is is somebody after you? And then I think I think she was just joking. Uh, they show very unflattering pictures of Diana's Instagram of Kyle with her eyes closed and holding her hand out like she's given a hand job. And uh, Diana's like, how did my camera even do that? This is what I'm saying, man. She's worth $300 million, doesn't even know how to work her play. I mean, like, honestly, this is what I'm saying. Like, shouldn't she be at, like, Albert Einstein levels? Garcelle goes, well, you just got caught her at weird times. Diana goes, yeah, but Kathy, too. And then we see Kathy with photos with her eyes closed in a photo posted on Diana's Instagram, which is also the weird thing. It's like you take a bad photo, but usually even if you're drunk, like, I'll take a bunch of photos if I'm drunk. But then I also know usually not to post the bad photos. Like, oh, that's I, I'm, I'm still never drunk enough where I'm like, oh, that looks like pure shit. You know, Diana goes, oh. Like Kyle's mortified. <laughs> Garcelle goes, that's a good point. That's a good point. I know everybody was saying, well, you said, actually, I wish I got to know you outside of Sutton. And she's, you know, talking about Diana and Garcelle. And Diana goes, like, if she was sitting here, Sutton, none of this would happen. I'm like, what? Like, you would, I would not joke about my back to front dress with her. No way. That's me and Garcelle joke. Not me and Sutton joke. She never get front to back joke. No, no, no. Um, Garcelle goes, oh, that's... And Diana goes, and then, you know, like now, I just back away from her to see who she really is. And Garcelle goes, good. Is she a malicious person? Or is she... Garcelle goes, misunderstood. Yes. I will say, give her a chance, Garcelle says. Like a good friend. Good friend, Garcelle. Also, malicious, though. Malicious are the kind of people that he, like, sees into... I don't know. Who knows? Malicious, it takes all kinds. Garcelle in a talking head goes, I'm still trying to figure out, Diana. Wink. So are we, Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, just try. And Diana goes, I will do that. Garcelle in a talking head goes, have I been guarded with Diana? I mean, I didn't start off that way. We get a flashback to one month earlier. Diana goes, my behavior at your party was inappropriate. But I can hash it out with you. And Garcelle's like, yeah, absolutely. Garcelle in a talking head goes, we started off on a rocky foot, but maybe there's a soft side to Diana. Diana goes, I'm actually quite excited about Aspen, too. And Garcelle goes, are you? "Uh Uh-huh. That's my happy place. Aspen, happy place. Garcelle goes, "Why why are you staying at a hotel? And Diana goes, it's for the best, because I need to know where I'm going and environment I'm going to be in. And Garcelle goes, really? And Diana goes, really? And you know what? It served me well. And Garcelle goes, how? This is so weird, but I'm really worried. I'm going to be like, you're going to be like, leave my house right now because you're weird. You wear back the front house, you weirdo. You leave. <laughs> and Garcelle's like, oh, go ahead, tell me. So, oh my gosh, oh, I send in. Ghostbusters to cleanse the energy. Is there something strange in Diana's past? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! A Room 23 book that we don't know what it's about. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Do, 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 do. I ain't afraid of no season disease. Do, 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 do. How did she meet Asher? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! 
So she basically says she sends in energy healers to these places. Garcelle's like, like an exorcism? And Donna goes, like, they have all kinds of things and they cleanse the energy of entire place. And Garcelle's like, stop it. And Diana laughs and licks her lips. <laughs> Diana and I talking that goes, I do believe that certain things carry energy. So I bring experienced energy cleansers. Have she ever been in? She goes, are you? <laughs> like, so I was like, was she like, I used to bring in unexperienced energy cleansers. Very bad. Did not know what they were doing. I was like, I will pay the extra $50 for guacamole for the experienced energy cleansers, you know? We get a flashback to a video of Diana's house in Maui at her rental house, and one man is swiping smoking sage back and forth in a vessel while another man reads some sort of proverbs from an energy cleansing ritual book in what sounds like tongues. Uh, Juliana has put a note in there, tongues equals non-comprehensive words only understandable to them and their process. I mean, here's my thought when I watch this, is that... How much money do you think Diana's been taken for for people that are like, hey, Randy, um, I'm going to need you to act like a energy cleanser, like an experience one. Just just we're going to buy some sage, just mumble some shit. We're going to get flown out to Hawaii, giving us thirty thousand dollars for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, my God, you know what? It, like, think about this. And also. Listen. The producer's big fail here. I would have tried to convince Dinah of like, just this once. Let's put you in Kyle's house. You can do your little Ghostbusters there. Send them to Kyle's house. That will be a funny scene. But let's see. Like, let's see why you need a hotel. Like, Kyle's got a nice Aspen house. And the other Aspen house they have in this is even nicer than Kyle's house. You're telling me you still need a hotel? That's there's something even weirder than just comfort. Like she's like, Oh, I know what I need. And that's fine. Like that can be an excuse for most people, right? Like, you know, I know myself, but then it starts to get even weirder when you're dealing with the level of mansions that these people are actually living in. That second Aspen house had five rooms just downstairs, had an actual workout room in it, a movie theater, a pool table, all of this shit. And she still needs to stay at a hotel. Well, and also, you send an energy cleansers to a fucking Marriott? Like, what do you... I mean, like, like, how... I, I can't even... By the way, if you're one of Diana's energy cleansers, I would love to interview you for the pod. Uh, Diana talking head goes, We have a lot of herbs and crystals and stuff that I don't really know, but it works for me. My other question is, does it work for you? You seem very imbalanced as a person just from TV, and I know maybe that's the edit, but you don't seem, from what we see, completely together. Do you, you, you guys know what I'm saying, right? Am I speaking out of turn? I'm trying to be sensitive to this, but she doesn't... You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't seem like, like holy shit. Uh, you know, like, I, 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 I've never seen an episode so far where I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Uh, I need to get a spiritual cleanser. I mean, I see... The work that it's done. It's amazing. Um, Diana goes, I was going to go around the world with him to cleanse the world. <laughs> you know, that was a joke and all that stuff. But Diana, if it truly does work, why don't you do it for the world? Honestly, like, do it. Help us all out. Be kind. Garcelle goes, yeah, by the way, also don't send cease and desist to these podcasts. Send energy healers. Help help them help cleanse themselves. Cleanse me, Diana. Garcelle goes, first start. 
first start with our group, and you can see Garcelle's trying to be nice to Diana. Diana's like, next time I'll book my own trip, and I'll load you with my full weirdness and all of you. Uh, Garcelle goes, I want to see it all. Garcelle and Tagnia goes, listen, I've been places. I've done stuff. I buy crystals. We see that, it, she, you know, she bought that five-foot amethyst crystal delivered to her home, you know, that'll be protective. We saw that this season. And again, we flashed to Dorit showing Rinna, like, Garcelle got, Garcelle got me these beautiful, oh, Dorit goes, Garcelle got me this beautiful protective crystal. I don't know why. I feel better with it. Garcelle and Tagnia goes, do I think Diana's crazy for having Ghostbusters? Absolutely. Do I want to try it? Yeah. And that's kind of how I am, you guys. I think a lot of things are like, eh, but like, yeah, if I if I can try it for free, I want to try it. Hell yeah. Would I spend my own money on it? No way. No way. Uh, Garcelle goes, you are a nut job. And then Diana goes, I will fucking sue you if you don't cut this scene out. You never call me a nut job. No, she goes, I am straight up. Were you ready for this? And Garcelle goes, oh my God. And Diana Bust out laughing. New scene where at Rena's house and Rena's like, I thought I should just bring this box in because the cameras are here. And Harry's like, Oh, is that your mom's box? And Rena's like, Yeah, one of them. I'm just gonna put it here. And I think I would just look at something because it made me have a completely mental breakdown the other night. Who knows what's in here? And this was the scene that I didn't. We see this two, two weeks ago. Where we're like, Oh, this is a drawing that my dad made of me. I, I, Anyways, Rinna goes, oh, it, it's like a little potted fake plant. She goes, oh, I wanted that. Look at that. She always just had it, like on her desk. Oh, look, you know, like, you know, like I was like, couldn't tell if, couldn't tell if like Lisa was trying to add emotional memories to all of these items or if she was literally like, I've never seen that fucking thing in my life, but now there's cameras here. So like, oh, it's that little potted the flowers uh, that she loves so much, yes. Oh, I'm so glad it's in here. Yes, okay. You know, like that's where she goes. Oh, the girls, the girls will love this. They'll love this. Um, so, also, Rena, of course, grabbed one of her leopard sweaters, and Harry goes to add to your collection. That's what I was thinking, Harry. I was like, doesn't Rena have like eight billion leopard sweaters? I feel like it's just going to get lost in the mix. And like that, le- like, how do we even know it's the mom's leopard sweater? Because there's so many leopard sweaters in Rena's closet. Rena Natalia goes, there's something about losing your mother that I think is very profound. And I've learned that that's way more painful than I ever would have realized. And then Rena goes, she pulls out a book. She goes, the trail shine murders above the golden gate. And Harry's like, oh, that's the guy that, uh, about the guy that attacked your mom. Remember her mom survived a serial killer attack? And Rena goes, I didn't know there was a book about it. Well, now you do, Rena. Rena in a tight head goes, my mom was attacked by a man that she worked with. We get a flashback to Lois retelling the story. We've seen this scene so many times. Rena goes, there's her name in this book. I don't know if I want to look at it. I don't think I could look at it. And Rena in a tight head goes, my role model was somebody who almost got killed. And I watched her go through life with grace and compassion. But anger has been a very big thing for me going through this grieving process that I would not have expected. And then Rena goes, whew, I can't read this straight now. And then I was like, Rena, nobody expects you to read a 300-page book in front of the cameras right now. But then I was kind of like, in my silly head, I was like, then I was like, going to pick like, ooh, look it, it's John Grisham's The Pelican Brief. Oh, I love this book. Mom loved John Grisham. Oh, here's Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. Oh, another. It's a page turner. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, look at this. Game of Thrones by George H.R. Martin. Oh, very cool. Um, so they're going these through these things. And there was a nice moment in here where she wrote a sticky tab, the mom did, about what she wanted on her tombstone. And I guess on Lisa Rinna's dad's tombstone, it says, I did it my way, which is in reference, of course, to the Frank Sinatra song, My Way. And hers is going to say, me too. And Harry goes, oh. And Rinna goes, she wrote that herself. We have to save this. This is so cute. I would do that too. In fact, I would actually put that in like a shadow box or like a frame of some sort because that actually... That actually is like a pretty fucking cool memento of your mom saying me too that she wanted on her tombstone. Um, Rina and I talk and goes, I did it my way. Me too. I think it says it all, doesn't it? And it really does. There's no joke to be made there. Harry says, I know it's a tough time for you on a lot of different levels. And Rina goes, I'm learning. You just got to feel it, whatever it is. I was talking to my therapist <laughs> the other day and she said, what hurts or what hurts more. And that's what you have to say to yourself in life. Because it's not like life is just great all the time. No. It's what hurts. And what hurts more. And I go, I guess. And Harry's like, well, that's kind of a negative way to look at life, though. And Rinna goes, no, no, I get it, though. No, 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 no. I get it. It takes the pressure off of trying to be something that you're not. And accepting life. And Harry seems completely checked out. He's like, well, it's always to get... It's good to get stuff out. And he's, you can just tell he's on like a solo camping trip in his head. He's like, yeah, I'm climbing up the Rockies. Uh, Ren is like, it was, it was, it's out, honey. Yeah. And Harry goes, I feel sorry you're in a deep funk. You've had a rough six, six months. And Renee goes, it's just the way it is. Oh my God. Did you hear my dog snore? Oh, so cute. Anyways, uh, dawn breaks and it's a new day in Beverly Hills at Kyle's house. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash 
credit card. Now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week, and uh, I love them both. Our first one is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. You guys know how much I love Splendid Spoon. When the weather is warm, you you can't help but get out and explore. And it is so important to refresh and refuel after a long summer getaway. And Splendid Spoon can completely help with you with that. So whether you're planning for the big summer trip or recovering from one, it's important to give your body the fuel it needs to feel its best. With Splendid Spoon, you can enjoy a clean, delicious, stress-free meal in just minutes. Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy by delivering ready-to-eat, plant-based meals, smoothies, and juices right to your door. Um, They have sent me now products two times, and I get excited every time because you get to actually pick your menu options. And the smoothies are delicious, the juices are awesome, and like they have like this kind of like energy shot, the meals you can, uh, delicious, there's like this cauliflower one, there's like a burrito bowl one, there's so many cool things to choose from. And it fits into your daily routine so easily. I just kind of work at my desk all day. So it is the easiest thing for me to go pop one of these in the microwave for a couple minutes. And you have a very healthy, delicious meal immediately. Um, And like I said, these smoothies are so... There was like a banana strawberry one that it, it tasted like a treat. I was like, oh my God, am I this is like cheating on my diet? And it's like, no, you can actually have this. This kind of food gives you energy. Your body processes it where it gives actual strength, better digestion, the whole thing. And also get this, Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door. So you can enjoy just in minutes. All you have to do, like I always say, the big, the big thing, if you do not like taking packages from your front door and then putting it in your fridge, then you might not like it, but that is really as hard as it gets with that is just actually taking the box from your porch and then putting it to the fridge. Uh, Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone. Also, every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. Enjoy delicious dishes like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, coconut curry, which is awesome, and the cauliflower tikka soup, which I talked about earlier. You have over 50 choices that are constantly rotating on your menu, on their menu, so there's always new dishes to try. So stay well-fueled this summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save an entire week on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's 50 whole dollars off at splendidspoon.com slash so bad. And I have to tell you, because I always think about this in pricing, and you know me, I'm kind of a little bit of a cheapskate, and I have been, um, I, I paid for a fitness trainer, and you got to start, like, and, and it's been really worth it, even though I hate paying money for anything, but things like this, things that you actually make your life easier and make you healthier, these are worth spending for. I truly, truly believe that. So really try Splendid Spoon and you, hey, if you do, you better you better use my product code. Come on, you guys. Uh, our second sponsor is our friends over at Dame. Um, I love Dame. I've talked about them many times. Last time I told you about a, uh, a product called the e- Eva, which was a couple's product. Today I'm going to talk to you about uh, their other product 
AIR, A-E-R. So here's the deal. Having a pleasure practice is good for you. It can improve the quality of your sleep. It can help you de-stress, relieve pain, even give you that lit from within glow as you go about your day. But most importantly, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with yourself and learn more about what you like. That's right. It, it leads to better sex. So check out AIR, the suction vibrator from Dame Products. AIR is a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Dame's AIR creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns so you can explore what works for you. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. I'm telling you guys, this is not, nothing to be ashamed of. This is something that we can talk about. We're all adults here, but I think learning to be able to please yourself is so integral. It's, it's really imperative. Anything that can actually uh, give you pleasure. The whole point is to have a better quality of life for yourself. And with a company like Dame, which is female run, uh, go check out their website. There are so many cool products on there. There is bound to be something that you will enjoy. Um, so try any of these products or any of the other toys from Dame Products by going to dameproducts.com and use code SOBAD today for 15% off site-wide. That's code SOBAD to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Um, yeah, Go try it out, you guys. Like I said, it is hassle-free. Check it out for yourself. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. We see Mauricio putting on his backyard putting green and Kyle's playing ball with one of her dogs, Luna. This backyard, you guys, they've got like a bunch of putting holes back there. This is when you know, like this is when you know you're starting to get rich, rich when you're like... Let's have a little piece of a golf course back there. And he's all dressed in like golf out. And Kyle has like a special club with like a golf club. And then if you look, there's like six cars in the background and you see somebody walking around the car. Like I'm like, who's the strange man walking around? Like they're all like Mercedes cars. This is in their backyard. And it's like, and then you also see, you see like a tiny, like what I guess is like a dog house, but it's built. It looks like a, it looks like Erica's pool shack that they always cut to with Erica. Cause then I, they're like, and then I, but I, then I was like, maybe Eric, that is Erica's house. Like maybe we don't Maybe that's the way we never see the front of it. Cause it's on Kyle's property and it would be embarrassing. You know, maybe this is Kyle's house. I'm so maybe this is Erica's house, this dog house. 
You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's why we've never seen the front because you know then we, it would give away that it's at Kyle's. But I I think Erica might like, and and by the way I'm not shaming that because I saw that and I was like I could fit so comfy cozy in there. Like, dude, I'm, I could podcast out there. Marisa would be putting. I'd be like, don't mind me. Let me know if I'm making too much noise. That kind of thing. So um, Marisa was like, hi, honey. Like, they literally seem like they have the perfect life now. Kyle's like, look what I have. And she has a brand new putter. And Mauricio's like, you're going to practice with me? And Kyle's like, yeah, let me put, put, put. And Mauricio's like, let's see it. Aim it right here. I think this might, they might be doing sexual flirties, but I, I don't know. Mate. And so, I don't know. They're hitting the balls. It's golf, whatever. Who cares? Um, but I will say, once again, Mauricio is that guy that he just plays ball. He just says yes and all the time. You know, like most guys would be like, oh, let me play with you and be like, no, fuck, I'm playing golf by myself. Leave me alone. You know, like a lot of guys are assholes like that. But Mauricio's like, oh, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got, toots. Anyways, golf's stupid. No offense. I just don't know how to play it. Um, even though I am a man, I'm a bad boy of podcasting. So Kyle um, goes, can I talk to you about Aspen for a second? And Maurice is like, sure. And Kyle's like, did you hear back from the plane people? Is that all set? And Kyle's like, um, Maurice was like, the plane is super set. We've got a great plane. And Kyle's like, okay. And Maurice is like, you realize I'm going to have to come with you, right? There's no way I'm letting you go to Aspen to that house with such amazing ski conditions. That's another rich person thing. And it's another thing where I'm like, how does the agency actually work? I think maybe my, maybe like I should be a realtor. And by by the way, I am recapping all of Selling the OC, which is a real estate show on the Patreon. And I said the other day, I think I could be a real, it seems like they work very little. Like Mauricio can just drop everything and just go up and like, because of good ski conditions, like week of, and he's running like a global real estate agency called the agency i just how does it like is he is he like a figurehead is he like mickey mouse and he actually is just like hey kids but he doesn't really do anything like how does he have all this how is he playing mini putt-putt in his backyard like i'm there's so much mystery how's he able to smoke so much weed how's he able to do anything like i look at people like mauricio i'm like where did i go wrong in life he looks like everything's easy going and cool he doesn't seem like he has any other any problems and i'm sure he does but he always play like you can tell like you you know if i'm usually just in my bedroom but if you see me out you're like oh that guy uh, looks like he's pretty down. <laughs> that guy looks hard on the, hard on his luck, you know. But Mauricio's always like, "Yeah, man, let's take, let's fire up the old planes." It, I, I don't know, it makes me mad. So uh, Mauricio goes, "I'm gonna go on the girls' trip. That'll be fun." And Kyle goes, "Yep. Plus, I'll need you to walk Storm at night because I'm scared of the bears." And Mauricio's like, "You are scared of bears. I'll walk Storm." And this was the other thing. I was like, "Wait, how many? Don't they have?" They have another dog running around here. What about their new dog they just got? Whatever that guy's name was, Freddy? I don't know even what. The dog that they were just fawning over a couple weeks ago. Who? Why does Storm get to, did Storm get a con, win a contest? Like, how did, how did they get, how does Storm get to go to Aspen, but the other dogs have to stay behind? Kyle, if you're listening, I actually do want to know that. Like, do you try to give each of the dogs, like, a private plane trip? Like, do you spread the wealth? Is it like when, you know, like, I have a niece and nephew, and my dad will take my niece out sometimes for lunch, and then I'll take my nephew out the next time to make it even. Like, do you do that with the dogs? Is it, is it like Storm's? <laughs> Storm's like, 
Storm Storm loves Aspen. Storm's a world-class skier. Kyle in Atagnea goes, when I was dating Mauricio, we used to go skiing in Vail because growing up, he and his family had a home there. But when we started going to Aspen, we just fell in love with it. That's another thing. Because they weren't super rich back then, but they were rich enough to fall in love with places like Aspen. That's another, you know, it's like I fall in love with places like Target. You know, like you're like, I fell in love with this, the old Navy at the Beverly Center. Like these people are like falling in love with Aspen. And then she goes, and then finally in May of 2019, we finally bought our first home in Aspen and they show family pics of skiing all, you know, cute pics of them growing up. And then the house they purchased looks great. Kyle goes, we still haven't fixed that outside on the patio. That's annoying. And Maurice goes, well, the leak that happened. No. And Kyle's like, Kathy's going to be like, what's this plastic hanging here? And Maurice goes, well, we can't fix it till the spring. Do you see how easy he is? Easy going with that problem. He's like, well, can't do anything about it till the spring. When, you know, uh, somebody else would be like, well, I don't know. I, I can't fix it until the spring. He's like, well, you know, can't fix it till the spring. Kyle and I talking there goes, I actually love the fact that this house isn't that big. By the way, bigger than any of the houses we've ever lived in, you guys. We don't love having a ton of guests. So we can always say... We're so sorry we don't have the space, but there's a great hotel right up the street. And Diana Jenkins is like, good, because that's where I would stay anyways. I'm going to send my Ghostbusters. Uh, so it's four bedrooms, 4.5 baths. And Kyle goes, oh, my gosh, I saw the link for the house that the agency is going to set the other ladies up in. And Marisa goes, do you love that? It's going to be amazing, right? And Kyle goes, I got a chef for them, too. And Marisa goes, oh, good, yeah, that house is, uh, I mean... And Kyle's like, yeah, they're going to have a chef, but we're not going to even have a chef. But I figured because they're not staying with us. And Mauricio's like, that's one of my favorite homes in Aspen where they're staying. And Kyle's like, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. That's the other thing. How does Mauricio have a favorite home in Aspen? He has his own home in Aspen. How does he have a favorite? Like, where do these people have some sort of time portal where they get to live four days in one day? Because, like, you get to have a... You have a home in Aspen. You probably stayed in hotels in Aspen, but you also have a favorite home in Aspen that you're sending all these other... Like, how is any of this possible? Do you know what I'm saying? Please, somebody that's rich and well-off, teach me your scheduled ways. I need to know. I'm so... I can't even get out of bed most days. Um, so uh, next we're to PK and Dorit. And Dorit's like... Oh, God, PK, I can barely even. And PK's, you're so tired, huh? You want any help? And Dorit's like, I'm just pulling up some stuff. Just packing. <laughs> so Erica, Rita, and Kyle are going to stay at Kyle's house. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And then I'm going to stay in the house with Sutton, Gossel, Crystal, and Cherie. By the way, I totally forgot about Cherie Zampino. Like, she started off so strong and then, like, kind of just fizzled out. Like, are we not going to really get to know her? Um, and... Dorit's like, Diana actually got her own hotel room. Which now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, Diana actually got her ho own hotel. The whole hotel. PK goes, you're, you're not staying with Kyle? And you could tell PK's worried like, hey, we've got to be really in with them, huh? Huh? Please, you got to stay with Kyle. I just gave, I gave Mo a Versace belt. Come on, man. You've got to stay with Kyle. Come on. Please don't tell me you're on the outside, Kyle. Please. We got to keep them as friends. Please. Do we got to have another trip with Punta Mita with them? Please. And Dorit goes, uh, no, because Kyle only has three bedrooms. But truthfully, Sutton and Sutton and Erica are not great. We have to be in two separate houses, so it's fine. You know, I'm cool. 
I wish PK was like, it's not cool to me. You fucking get in that house or you don't come back here. Dorit and Natalia goes, I always stay with Kyle. I love staying with Kyle. But you know what? There were so many people that were vying to stay at Kyle's house. So I decided to be the good friend and let them have their first choice. And I really didn't care where I stayed. <laughs> Doreen in this moment reminds me, and I think you guys all know what I'm about to say, Mother Teresa. I've never seen a lady be so giving because everybody was vying for Kyle's Aspen house. And Doreen goes, no, 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 no. Please, let the lepers stay there. I will stay in this other mansion. I'll take a bullet for the team. Bee-boo, ba boo Mommy, mommy, it's me, Jagaloo. Will you pack me in your luggage? Of course I will, Jagaloo. <laughs> Dorit goes, you know, you live this moment and you go through all these emotions, right? And I know that I'm going to be okay. And you guys, I was like, what is she talking about? And then I realized she was talking about the burglary. From the, but like, it was... After this, I honestly, I was confused. I was like, what? And the work I'm doing to try to get stronger and feel better and less jumpy and all of that, I just, I don't want to block anything out. We get a flashback to the therapy from two months earlier. Very intense. And Dre goes, I want to go through whatever emotions I have to go through because I feel like if I go through them, then I feel them. And then I know how to process it. Which, I mean, makes sense to me. It makes way more sense than how Rena processes emotions. And then PK goes, you're unusual, but you're embracing it and actually addressing it. It's probably going to heal, heal or lead to healing you quicker. I love PK going, you're unusual. You're a fucking nut, but you're my nut. Oh, you're my I love Lucy. Oh, I'm Desi in Punta Mita. Um, Sudori goes... I have really good days, and then I have something that triggers me, and I go into a complete state of panic. Um, we have a flashback, a couple flashbacks of Dorit saying that she had bad night's sleep. Dorit goes, so anyway, I'm off to Aspen. You're off to London. And Pico goes, yep, but don't call me in the middle of night in London. And Dorit goes, I can't promise you that. And PK goes, saying, hey, come and get me, PK. Everything's terrible. And Dorit goes, I can't promise that. Well, you did that in Mexico in Punta Mita. <laughs> and Dorit goes, I know, and you didn't come get me. And PK is like, because I was drinking and didn't want to get a Dewey. A D-U- no, he goes, I didn't. <laughs> PK goes, I didn't come get you because I knew you'd be okay. But I'm in London this time. It's not that easy to come get you in Aspen. And Dorit goes, honey. You should be able to come from Mars to come and get me if I need you. To read truly, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And B.A. goes, honey, if you need me, I'll come and get you. This is a very beautiful, lovely scene and all. But I do want to point out, where will the kids be? <laughs> P.K.'s in London. You're in London. I'm going to be in Aspen. And Jack Lou is like, where will we? Where are me and Phoenix going to be, Mommy? <laughs> We're going to leave you a box of checks. You're going to grow up real quick this weekend. You're going to be a man. Take care of your little sister. Here's a slab of meat. Learn how to work the grill, son. Uh. So we pop back over to Kyle's house on the putting green. And Kyle's like, Tarita's supposedly staying in the other house with the girls. And Mauricio's like, right, yeah. 
<laughs> like once again, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yep, right. Uh huh. Cool. Very cool. And Marisa goes, well, I hope, uh, I hope she does. Cool. Hopefully, she'll be comfortable and just be able to stay there. Like, like what? She's not gonna run around like fucking home alone, Macaulay Culkin, like ah. Uh, and Kyle's like, I'm kind of questioning this. I mean, she was nervous at her house in La Quinta in a gated community. And she goes, La Quinta. Mauricio goes, what she's dealing with is so difficult. I totally understand. And Kyle goes, this is so stupid. This is like girl stuff. <laughs> but it's crazy. Mauricio, both Garcelle and Sutton unfollowed Erica on Instagram. And they show a headline from Screen Rant that says, Garcelle Bouvet and Sutton Strack unfollow Erica Jane on IG. And Kyle goes, that sounds so silly. And like, guys don't do that. But I can tell you when a woman does that, there's a reason. And it sends a big message. I got it. I'm like, a, I don't unfollow people, but I will say when I've seen a couple of people unfollow, Heather Gay unfollowed me. I talk about that all the time. Hurts, cut me to my core. Still hurts me. In fact, I did a meme this week, you guys, of this picture of her from the, uh, with the, the sty eye that I was talking about. And I did the emoji because it looks like a winking emoji, this uh, Heather Gay face. And somebody tagged Heather Gay in it and she like, like said, oh, to the lady, she liked her comment, but she didn't like the post. She didn't follow me, so she must be in like that bastard. Whatever I did to her, which is just I think make fun of her friend Jen Shaw, the criminal. Anyways, but I was like, anyways, like a girl, I was very hurt by that. Like I was, I felt like Erica Jane being unfollowed by Sutton Strack when Heather Gay did that. And I will tell you, I say this all the time, but anybody that follows me, I'm automatically always waiting for the unfollow. Like, I know it all. I know everybody. Like, I have, like, 50,000. I have a lot of followers now, and I know every single one of them will abandon me one day. I'm fully a glass-half-empty guy. You guys know me. Like, all of you, you won't even be listening probably in a month. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to take care of me? Will you guys promise to stay with me forever? Please. Please. Um, so, oh, my God. You know who followed me on Twitter this week? And I was so... You know, like you have those people that you're like, if this person ever follows me, it will make me really happy. And then they follow you and it makes you happy. But then you're immediately miserable about something else. Like, you know, that's just how life works. But Ira Madison, the host of Keep It and like just an amazing writer all around, you know, like he followed me on Twitter and I was just so fucking I was like, but I got to tell you like this every day since I've and I usually don't do this anymore. Every day since, I check to see if he's unfollowed me yet because I expect it every day. Because I say a lot of, you guys know, I say a lot of dumb jokes and a lot, you know, just pop off like that. And so I'm like, I'm waiting for it every day because I'm, in my head, I've already experienced the loss. How dark is that? With I'm already like, and I don't know this guy personally. I just know his work. I'm, I'm a fan. And in my head, he's already unfollowed me, even though he still follows me. But I'm already like, I understand. I understand why he had unfollow me. How how weird is that? Uh, I wonder what Rena's therapist would do with that. I, help me through that. Anyways, Kyle in a talking head goes, I didn't know Garcelle unfollowed me until I was scrolling on Instagram. We see that thing from one year earlier last season where Kyle had her bandaged non-nose job from the movie Halloween. And she goes, for some reason, she unfollowed me after the last time we all spoke. Kyle in a talking head goes, it's so ridiculously stupid at our age that we're even having this conversation. But if they unfollow you, they are making a statement. 
I mean, it is truly, I mean, that's what scares me is that even at this age and older, it's still, you mean, you know, like that's what just so scares me. What if I live to 80 and I'm 80 and I'm like, oh my God, is Ira Madison going to unfollow me? Like, what if I'm still this fucking big of a loser, you know? And by the way, Diana's lawyers, if you're listening, please let Diana know that I'm very self-deprecating about myself as well. And I like to poke fun at myself. Um, thank you, Diana's lawyers. Um, so uh, Mauricio goes, well, I have a prediction that this trip is going to be. And Kyle goes, don't say that. Zip, zip, zip. And Mauricio goes, I want to have fun. I'm going to stay out of everything. You know, you can just tell he's like, I'm going to smoke my special weed. Going to whack off when you girls are fighting. Just chill out. Uh, like Mauricio goes, I want to have fun. I'm going to stay out of everything. Well, Once again, what about working? Do you work at the... Mauricio shouldn't be like, I want to have fun. It's like, I also got to work really hard. I've got like a worldwide company right now. So we're two days before Aspen. We're at Crystal's house. And Crystal's like, you ready, superstar? And she's talking to her husband, Rob. This is a fun fact. I don't know if you guys knew about this. I found this out this week. Her husband, Rob, is the director of the movie The Lion King. And it's a fun fact. This is a Disney movie. It's an animated film about this little guy, this little Simba lion. And it... But yeah, she, he's the director of that. Great fun fact. Uh, so her... Housekeeper Lucy is helping Crystal pack. Listen, this is fun. It's a cute packing scene. I got to tell you, though, man. So, like, the Crystal eating disorder scene, even though at the end of each episode they put up the, like, if you are having an eating disorder and, like, and they give a number to call, it's actually really very cool that they do that. But, like, Crystal's taking a real back seat this season. I don't want to say again, like, maybe Crystal is too normal and level-headed for this show. I say this every week. And I don't mean that as a negative thing, because that probably means she's going to have the best life out of all of them. But, you know, you know what it, you guys know what I'm saying. So, anyways, we're over at Sutton's house. She's preparing for the trip with her assistant, Joshua. And Sutton's like, I think we're going to need two suitcases for sure, I say, I say. You guys... This is the first time I think I've heard Joshua speak. It makes more sense now. I didn't realize Joshua was Southern as well. And Joshua was like, well, I think you're going to need one suitcase just for that silver thing. And I was like, no wonder they literally talk alike. This whole time I thought Josh, I, I, I thought Joshua had like a nondescript accent. He has a Southern accent. No wonder they're so close. So Sutton's holding up this silver iridescent puffer jacket by Dolce & Gabbana. Oh my god. Juliana put in the price here. Runs $3,395. Juliana and everybody at home, I shit you not, I think I saw a puffer like that at Old Navy with like $30. $30. They also have it in like orange and stuff, like ugly orange, but $30. Oh man. Sutton's like, we'll see if you can make this very small into a ball and pack it up and Joshua's like, okay. And Sutton's like, well, I mean, I'm just real excited about this sitch. Meanwhile, Joshua's mashing the puffer jacket into a ball and placing it in the suitcase where it takes up the entire space. And Sutton's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It's inflating. I say, I say, oh, no. And Joshua laughs and goes, oh, it looks like an air mattress. I say, I say. And Sutton goes, all right, pack. I love that they sound alike. At Garcelle's house, she's packing with her assistant, Taz. I love Taz. And uh, they FaceTime Cherie Zampino. And Garcelle's like, oh, hey, Miss Cherie. Hi, Mama. And Cherie's like, girl, I'm struggling. 
struggling. I couldn't find my wigs. You got to see this. She pans over and the bed is a mess. It looks like there's wigs and a bomb, clothes everywhere. Garcelle gets a kick out of that. Garcelle's like, I, I'm, I'm ready as I'm going to be. Are you ready? And Sheree's like, not even close. And Garcelle goes, well, I'm going to tell you at the disco party, I was hot about Erica. Cut to three days earlier. Erica's like, you can make yourself look like a liar right now. And Garcelle's like, okay, so now you're calling me a liar? It makes it feel like you have some ulterior motive. You just wanted me to have a problem. Garcelle goes, you having a problem doesn't change my life in one single way. Garcelle goes, I didn't want anything to do with her. I don't want to talk to her. I don't want anything to do with her. She could be on fire, and I've got no water to throw on her. And Cherie goes, you gotta at least spit on her. And then they both laugh. That was actually a dark conversation. One day before Aspen, the phone is ringing at Crystal's house where Crystal is FaceTiming Garcelle at 11.45 a.m. Crystal goes, hi, where are you? And Garcelle goes, girl at work. Where am I always? And Crystal's like, I don't know, maybe at your house by the power plant? And Crystal goes, are you excited for Aspen? And Garcelle shrugs. And Crystal goes, oh, I know. So this is what makes it, uh, me a little nervous about the trip, Garcelle. Do you read TMZ? Did you read about Erica this morning? We see a headline from Reality Blurb. Erica Jane refuses to hand over $750,000 diamond earrings after trustee learns Tom Girardi brought them, bought them for her with client money. Guys, this is back in January. We're still dealing with this. The earrings have still not been given back. Think about that for a second next time you want to feel tons of sympathy for Erica Jane. Garcelle goes, I had just read about it because we're talking about it on the show, on The Real. And Crystal goes, you are? And Garcelle goes, yeah, because hello, we do pop culture, we do news, it's my job. Crystal goes, I know, but I wonder if, like, you can get out of it because you're friends with her. And Garcelle goes, oh, I tried. Then the producer goes, do you have anything else to say? And I'm like, uh, I'm going on a trip with her. Garcelle and I talking to head goes, do I have to go out there and say how I feel on my show? Absolutely. But this episode of The Real will not air before the Aspen trip, so I hope we can have a good time until she finds out. And Crystal goes, the article says she has $750,000 earrings. And Garcelle goes, yes. And Crystal goes, that was paid from his company, right? That's what it is. And Garcelle goes, that's exactly what it is. Crystal goes, that's a lot of money. That would pay a lot of the victims. If those earrings were paid from the company, they need to go back. And Garcelle goes, yeah, it will. And Crystal goes, period. But by the way, there's no way she's going to think that none of us know. I mean, it just pops up on your phone and it's right there and, and you're talking on the show. It's very public. Once again, I want to point out, guys, sometimes there is just right and wrong. She needs to give them back. Once again, like, there's not, this isn't a delicate situation. There's not a lot of nuance. Give them back. Crystal on a talking head goes, one lesson I've learned about Erica last year is she's gross. No, she goes, if she wants to share, let her share. And if she doesn't, don't push it. Four months ago during the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, Crystal going, if Rob did this to me, I guess, where's your anger towards your husband? And Erica goes, when are you thinking it? You don't think I have it because you haven't seen it? Or I haven't shown enough fucking anger here today? Am I angry now enough for you? And Garcelle goes, I'll see you on the plane, Crystal. And Crystal goes, okay, honey, talk soon, bye. Next scene brings us to the big day. We're at the airport, private jet field. Everyone's loading up on the BJ. Erica in a talking head goes, everyone knows this. Aspen is for the elite. Then I was like, well, why you better sit this one out then, babe. She goes, it's beautiful, it's quaint, it's luxurious. And I get dick there all the time. Dick, dick, dick. No, it's everything for people who've made it, where they want to be. 
I've been to Aspen a million fucking times. I've flown in on my own plane. And she sneers in the talking head, you guys. Erica, gross. Like, what do you, I mean, when you say that, like, what in Erica's head does she think she's portraying? Like, does she think we're still at a point where, and, and I'm a dude, so maybe I don't, but like, are women like, oh my God, I still want to be like Erica. She's been to Aspen a million times on her own plane. She's so elite. Oh my God. So elite. Kyle on the plane is like, sit wherever. I didn't designate. Which like, hey, Diana, did you hear that? The pilot introduces himself. He's like, I'm Brandon. Um, Lamont will be up front with me. Don will be in back taking care of you guys. If you, if we can get you guys anything, let us know and we're ready to go. And Rena goes, oh, actually, we have a whole smorgasbord back there. I loved how Rena said smorgasbord. She had the stroke face. She said, I can have a whole smorgasbord back there. <laughs> Kyle goes, you guys, champagne. Cheers, everybody. And Kyle's like, my husband's here. And Garcelle goes, do we get to share him? And Kyle's like, he loves a girl's trip. He's used to all girls in our house. So <laughs> the plane takes off. Kyle goes, Kathy's coming from New York. Nikki Hilton, her daughter, was there. And Garcelle goes, I was wondering. And Kyle goes, so my niece Nikki sent me a text going, we're dropping Kathy off at the airport. Trying to make a connection is like leaving an infant on a curb. That is funny. It's got to be like, we have the package. We have Kathy Hilton. We've got her. We've got her. We've got We've got eyes on Kathy. It really does seem like it must be hard to get Kathy places. Sutton to Garcelle goes, what? Wait until you do this descent and see how you feel. I say, I say, that's why I took a drama mean Garcelle. Erica to anyone goes, Anyone want an aspirin? Sutton to Garcelle goes, Well, no, I saged my. And Shree's like, I'm at total peace, ladies. Garcelle to Sutton goes, If I could, I would have brought holy water. I would have brought the, uh, I would have brought that too. Crystal to Diana goes, I'm a little mad that you have your own place, Diana, but if shit goes down, I'm going the other way. And Diana goes, ha, 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 I put my clothes on the right way today. Thank you, Ghostbusters. Diana goes, they'll be running down on your butt. I don't know what she meant by that. Like, but if shit goes down, I'm going the other way. They'll be running down on your butt. I don't want to even guess what that could mean because I don't want to get in any trouble. Kyle goes, okay, guys, we're about to land soon. I just want to go over a couple things with you. So tomorrow, either snowmobile or ski, which could be really fun. The following day, we can go shopping in town at the beautiful stores. Some of you know. Uh, Erica, will leave you at home for that. You know, we know with the money. Anyway, so tonight, because you know some of us will be tired, you know, because of the altitude, we will have a barbecue at my house. It's our favorite place in the whole world, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Kyle and I talking head goes, this trip is just what the doctor ordered because it's impossible to not feel happy when you're there. And Kyle goes, buckle up, biatches. Don't you feel like we've gone past biatches as a culture? Like, I feel like a couple years ago, biatches was like, we all said biatches all the time. But I feel like we're past it. Oh my God, you guys, I'm two hours in and I've got so long to go. Oh, do you hate me or are you enjoying this? Don't say you hate me, folks. Okay, okay, okay. We're, we're, we're here in Aspen. They land in Aspen, Colorado, elevation 7,908 feet. Everyone debarks into the waiting vans, taking them and their luggage to their respective lodgings. Juliana, you're knocking it out of the park with this, this description. Uh, Erica goes like, Ah, oh, the fucking jet was good. To, the fucking jet wasn't good to my hair. 
And Kyle's like, your fake horse hair? And Kyle's like, everyone line up for a picture. Tighten up, everybody. Smile. And we saw this picture on Kyle's Instagram when they first took it. Uh, in the picture, Sutton, Garcelle, Dorit, Crystal, Cherie, and the van. Garcelle goes, oh, my God, look at the houses down there. And Crystal's like, those are probably $10 million. And Garcelle's like, what? Get out of here on this road? In the Rinna, Diana, Erica, Kyle, Storm, the dog van, Erica's like, Diana, can you buy us a place here? <laughs> and Diana's like, yes. And Erica's like, thank you. But this is what I said earlier. Erica does shit like all this all the time. Just like throws out little things like, Diana, can I have some walking around money? <laughs> I'm Erica Jane. Diana, could you... <laughs> Could you can you split Amazon Prime with me, please? <laughs> like she just says these things and like under the guise of a joke, but it's never funny. But it's like it's out there of like buy me shit, you know. It's weird. So, Garcelle goes, "Oh my God, look at the skiers. We really are in Aspen." Garcelle, where did you did you think they like took you somewhere else and they lied to you? She goes, "I will not be on any of those skis." Diana goes, you guys can drop me off here. <laughs> and Rinna goes, let's make sure you're set in shape. <laughs> and, and Erica's like, and let me hold on to your pocketbook. <laughs> and Kyle's like, your stuff is already here, right? You definitely don't need a ride. And Diana goes, no, I'm sure. Like, I have people, as I said. This is, this is like another mysterious thing. I know she's had people, and we saw them at the beginning of the season. They show up ahead of time. Obviously, the Ghostbusters are there. It's a little embarrassing at a certain point. And it is, I hate to say it, like, I think the money could be invested or even just given to charities better than this. Like, you know, like, and if so, like, show me the whole process. Like I said, show me all the footage. I want to see everything that this person does. And like, or are they just putting you on like, oh, I did this and this and this. And we actually just see the girl check in and just lay down on the bed and then just throw some clothes. She's like, oh my God, it took me all day, Diana. Oh, good. Look right in there. Oh my God. Like, what if Diana just doesn't even know how things work anymore? So she has no clue. She's like, oh, my God, you built this bathroom yourself? It's like the hotel's bathroom, you know? Um, so Diana just mysteriously gets dropped off. And uh, we see a bunch of skiers, beautiful mountains, horse-drawn carriages, quaint town. They arrive at Kyle's house. And Kyle's like, Rinna has to pee badly, of course. Um Oh, man, wouldn't you love it? Like, by the way, and that's the thing also for the YouTubers out there. The other picture I have back here is Rinna with her Depends selling Depends. Rinna, if you got a Wii so bad, use the product that you were a spokeswoman for all those years ago, Depends. And by the way, I'd like to say right now, I'm Ryan Bailey for Depends. When I do a four-hour podcast, I can't take the time to get up. And that's why I piss myself with Old Navy Depends. These are some of the cheapest, nicest-looking Depends you'll ever see. They look like khakis, <laughs> and they feel quite nice in my tush. Um, no, sorry, I had this picture up because earlier this week, Rinna, you know, going off on social media like a whack, a walk, uh, wahoo. Uh, she's like, "I was Leisha Rinna before Housewives, and I'll be fucking Rinna after," which is like, no shit. We'll be who we are our whole lives. And I was like, "You mean?" The Rinna Before Housewives that sold Depends, which she got a million dollars for it. Listen, I would sell, I'll, I I will eventually use Depends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll sell Depends, but it's just funny when somebody tries to act like they're, like, above everything and they're just not. So, uh, Rinna's got to piss, probably poop. Rinna goes, oh, my God, we're not filing. I was like, let's go inside before we, you know, don't fall on the black ice, you guys. 
But you know, I bet Eric is like, what if I fell on the black eyes? Can I sue the agency? Huh, interesting. You know, like, I wonder if Erica's always doing, like, looking, like, for, like, little little slips that she could, like, uh, uh. Kathy, you spilled water. I slipped. I threw out my hip. Now I can never do Chicago ever again on Broadway. You owe me $8,000. Um, so everybody's like, ooh, Kyle, your place. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so, so chic. Um, Erica's like, this is so precious. Erica, this is so precious. What the fuck is that? It almost sounds like kind of like snotty. You live in a pool house. Kyle's like, in the summer, I hear the river because the river's right here. Everybody's like, woo. Uh, anyways, they're, it's fine. As they arrive at the other rented house, this place is palatial, you guys. Garcel goes, I heard this house is supposed to be really cool. Jenny, the house manager, greets them. She's like, welcome, I'm Jenny. And it's like, hi, hi. The place has an elevator. And house was completed in 2018. All custom woodwork is from Europe. I don't get shit like that. It's like, what? Why? Can we not do American custom woodwork? Are we not good woodworkers here in America? Why does it got to be custom woodwork in Europe? I feel like that would just make it more expensive. We've got to have a kick-ass woodworker in America. See, I'm already killing it in the real estate game. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save us a million right here. I know a kick-ass woodworker that'll do custom America woodwork. Jenny uh, goes, this is the master up here. And Crystal screeches, jumps on the bed. She's like, I think this room is claimed. We're back at Kyle's on the outdoor deck. And Eric's like, do you think it's a good idea to take these lights down now? And Kyle's like, yeah, these cannot be here. It's like Christmas lights left up. And Eric's like, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. And Kyle's like, those can stay up. Those have to stay. Anyways, at the Aspen house, Jenny's like, welcome to the downstairs. And this is where it has five bedrooms, home gym, entertainment area, wine cellar. Awesome. In fact, it's so awesome that I'm like, why are we going to Kyle's at all? Like, everything should be at this house. Um, We're back on Kyle's outdoor deck. And Eric's like, here you go. And Kyle's like, thank you. As she grabs the string of lights. Not a problem. Then I... That'll be $400. I'm a handyman. Eric, I'm a handyman. Will you recommend me on LinkedIn? Uh, Rena goes, Kyle, this is so cute. I can't even stand it. Then don't stand it, Rena. I don't. Mauricio's just lugging stuff into the house, drops bags, boxes on the kitchen counter. Kyle's like, so you went to the pet store and the liquor store? And Mauricio's like, yeah. Once again, where, where is Mauricio getting all of this time? He's going to a pet store. He's going to a liquor store. Runs a company. Like, you know, like something's... I'm just going to say it. I think this man has control of time and space. Erica goes, where's the dog? And Bruce is like downstairs. And Randy goes, I love it here, Kyle. It's so delicious. I am so over people calling things delicious that aren't food. You know what's delicious? Food. Food is delicious. You know what's not delicious? Houses. Black and white here, you guys. Erica goes, It is delicious, and so is this charcuterie. And then she shoves a big fucking fistful of ham in her gullet. Meanwhile, back at the rich house, Jenny's like, And this is Chef Tallow in the kitchen. I'm sure you girls are hungry. And Garcia's like, Hi, Chef Tallow. And so he has snacks prepared. It looks great. We're back at Kyle's, and Kathy saunters in. He's like, Hi, honey. How are you? And she looks all frazzled. And Eric's like, Hi. And Kathy's like, You look very cozy. And Eric's like, Let me give you a quick little hug. And Rin is like, 
Hi, Kathy. Nice to see you. And Kathy's like, I've had three hours of sleep in four days. I've been on the biggest coke bender of all. Now she goes, uh, Rena goes, no, you haven't, Kathy. Well, we need to get you to bed. Rena, that's why, that's another thing that annoys me about Rena. 1001 thing is she's like, she's always that we didn't, we got to get you to bed, Rena. It's that over sincere. Oh, well, no, you didn't get, you didn't get a little shut eye. Well, let's get you to bed. Um, and then Kyle sees that Kathy's wearing slippers and she's like, those are your shoes. You went to the airport like that. And Kathy's like, yeah. And Kyle's like, what if people recognize you? And Kathy's like, they don't. And Kyle goes, yeah, they do. And Kyle's like, well, no, I wear a mask. (laughs) Oh, my safe COVID queen. And Kyle's like, no, well, people will still can tell. And Kathy sets her pillows down, go, beautiful here. And Rena goes, isn't this show cozy and yummy? Once again, it's not yummy. It's not. Yummy is the charcuterie tray, Lisa. <laughs> Kathy goes, and and it smells so good, Kyle. Kyle on the talking head's like, why hasn't Kathy ever been to your house in Aspen? And Kyle's like, I don't like my sister. No, she goes, I mean, I've only had this house for three years. This is the first time I invited her. And then she goes, I mean, it's not like it's a big house. She can afford a hotel. <laughs> and she laughs. Kyle takes Kathy downstairs to one of the most glamorous rooms I've ever seen in the world. Uh, it has four bunk beds in it. Listen, I'm a, I'm a bad boy. I love a bunk bed, you know? And I'm talking, I'll fucking talk. I'll take top bunk, you guys. I'll take top bunk. I'm a bad boy. You think I'm scared about falling off? No way. And if I do... I've got a lot of cushion to cushion the fall. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am i don't fucking care. I'll take top bunk. That's not even a thing. So Kathy's like, well, okay, this is fun. And Kyle's like, you know, these beds, the girls even love, these are the comfiest beds in this place. They look just like bunk beds. And, which I kept thinking, wouldn't it be funny if it was like a race, like a little kid's race car bed, you know? It's like, I'm telling you, Kathy, this is the comfiest race car bed you've ever seen in your life. Um... Kathy climbs into the bottom bunk. She's like, well, I kind of like this. And already I'm thinking about when Kathy explained, like she was like on her iPad with Rick, when all this shit goes down to like, get me out of here. She's in that tiny bunk bed, which would I think make anybody upset. So the camera shows Erica trying to control her big grin. Cause she thinks it's funny. They designated Kathy with bunk beds. Hey, guess what? Kathy's never been so rude that she kind of giggles when she sees all the bullshit that you and your husband have been up to Erica. Kathy goes, yeah, I'm fine here. So what's the plan tonight? And Kyle's like, we're cooking. It's going to be cozy. And Kathy's like, oh, I like that. And Kyle's like, we're going to have so much fun. Are you going to ski, Kathy? And Kathy's like, my knee's bothering me a bit, so I probably won't. And Kyle goes, Kathy skis like this with her poles out. It's like her arms are outstretched. And Kathy's like, I get bad because my ear. And Erica's like, what's wrong with your ear? Well, when I hear people whizzing by me, I get nervous and I ski fast. So I put my poles out like this, which just is, come on, that's fucking, that's, that's Charlie Chaplin comedy right there. You, you bump into Kathy, like just trying to get, get skiers to wreck because she's scared. That's hysterical. Rena goes, for what reason? And Kathy goes, to get people scared of me so they don't bump into me. And Rena goes, oh, so they don't run into you. That works. Putting your poles out like this. And Kathy goes, I scare people, don't I? And Kyle goes, mm-hmm. And Kathy goes, I do. And I shit you not, you guys, you'll see a look, if you watch closely, that Erica gives Rinna in this of, like, crazy Kathy. And I'm like, once again, Erica, think about who you're talking about and take a big old look in that funhouse mirror in your pool house. 
you have no right to be giving goofy looks to Rinna. Like, by the way, and also Rinna is like tw- Tweedle Dumb and Tweedle Shit Bird. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, like weird looks. You guys should be getting the weirdest looks of all time. Even fucking Storm the Dog is like these yokels. Like, come on. Rinna and Tanya goes, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> and Kathy's like, and if I have to smack them a little bit, I will. <laughs> and Rinna goes, oh. We're at Diana's hotel suite. Her stylist, Leah, is dressing Diana in her coat like a little kid. It, it's literally like that scene from A Christmas Story when they're like putting the kid in the coat. Like, I can't move, Mommy. And Leah's like, let's get you out the door. And Diana's like, why do I feel like baby? I can't trust myself. Well, because, Diana, that's how you set your life up, to be treated like a baby. Diana, and I talk, and I goes, I'll be forced to admit I'm high maintenance. Yes, Diana, we know. Um, but this is a point that Juliana writes in the notes here. If she comes from such a dramatic, poor background, how did she get to this extreme? She went from that, like, one extreme to another. Most people grow up if they have to work hard to do everything by themselves. If they are this strong Bosnian woman, they usually remain humble and hardworking. And you, you know what I'm saying? Throughout their entire lives. But Diana seems completely ridiculous on another planet with the pampering and the Ghostbusters and all of that. Like It wasn't like, when I grew up in Bosnia, we always had Ghostbusters. But they were unexperienced. Now I can afford experience, you know? Um, so we also get a flashback of the La Quinta with Leah arriving and setting everything up where she's like, uh, Diana doesn't like to have her back towards the door. She likes her back against the wall. Just like these made up weird rules. And then in Punta Mita, Leah's like, can I have the windows open and the doors to get air in here? Is there a long hanging place for dresses? Can you make the closet taller? Also, what, can you make the closet taller? Like, what do you think, Leah? Do you think you can make the closet taller? Diana Tiger goes, I'm very happy I'm staying in the hotel. I'm protecting them from me. And here's the other, like that line was very, I'm protecting them from me. Which, two things I think about. One, is Diana a werewolf? Like seriously, is she a wolf? Like maybe it's a full moon, maybe she's like, I protect them from me, I need to be locked into a separate room because I wolf out. You know, because that could be, and then it's like kind of noble because she's like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Secondly, though, I'm protecting them from me. It's like, does she? Like, I want to see that Diana. It's like, I'm feeling that Diana is the seasoned assist kind of girl, is that she freaks the fuck out. And she's probably really scary, and we're not really seeing that on the show. Anyways, Leah's like, bye. And Diana's like, enjoy. Like, what does Leah do when she, like, what is, does, like, I want to know what all these assistants do. Okay, so everybody's arriving at Kyle's. Uh, Dorit's like, You've got good boots, Garcelle. And Rinna's like, Dorit is here. And Dorit's like, I'm here. And Rinna goes, hi, girls. And Garcelle goes, this is cute. And Shri goes, this is beautiful. And Rinna goes, I'm going to go and change my clothes. I'm going to go and take my devil's tail off. I'll be back. <laughs> and Mauricio's like, all right, so I'm going to start cooking. Diana arrives uh, with, I mean, by, also Diana arrives. I would love it if like before Diana arrives, like a full security team comes into Kyle's house and like, you know, just checks all it out and like, okay, okay, okay. Diana, you can come in. Okay, I'm here now. Let's go. It's cold outside. Let's go. Diana goes, I already had nosebleed here. And Garcelle goes, you did? And Diana goes, oh yeah. 
Nosebleeds. Mauricio, outside on the deck, is getting the barbecue fired up. It's six degrees outside, but Mauricio's a man who can control time and space. But the thing is not heating up, you guys. Garcelle goes, you good? To Crystal. And Crystal goes, yeah, I just want to, like, help in a real way. Your husband needs tables. And Mauricio goes, I don't need anything. I, I need an area. I don't need anything. And Crystal goes, that's what I mean, a table. I ended up heating water for the corn. And Kathy goes, well, can't we grill the corn? It doesn't take long. And Mauricio goes, we got this. And Kathy goes, but can't we grill it? And Mauricio goes, we can. You can do whatever you want. If you want to grill the corn, you're going to have to eat it 20 minutes after you eat the rest of the food. And this is the first time, Mauricio, I've kind of seen him a little annoyed, a little thrown. And you can kind of see how Kathy, you can tell that they're really family and they're used to, you know what I'm saying? How family get with each other. And especially, you know, we see the Kathy-Kyle relationship has taken a lot of ups and downs. You, you can read a lot into that one line. So uh, Kathy's like, do, do we have utensils to serve with? And Kathy's like, what steak do you think I should take, Kyle? And Kyle's like, do you think I give two fucks which steak you should take? And Kathy's like, where's the butter for the corn? And Marisa's like, where's the fucking butter for the corn? And Kathy's like, where are the napkins? Kyle and I talking, and I goes, oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, I would never put my sister in the category of being easy, but for all, all of us to be together, it says a lot. Um, you know, these are just basic questions that Kathy is asking. They edited it together to make it look like this. But yeah, you know, she's Kathy Hilton. Um, so Kyle goes, okay, so who's skiing? tomorrow uh who you know which is the non-skiing table and uh sutton sheree garcelle and kathy and kyle goes diana are you skiing tomorrow and diana goes yeah i can do skiing shopping whatever and kyle goes diana's like any excuse to buy a ski outfit and diana goes ha ha and Erica's goes like hey buy me a ski outfit diana that's a good old joke huh Kathy is uh, clearing people's plates to the kitchen because she's a queen that helps clean. Erica's like, thank you very much, Kathy. <laughs> and she's like, here, let's do this. She's pouring tequila. And son's like, I don't do no tequila. Mauricio to Storm the dog who's sitting by the trash can going, all the girls are helping, Storm. I thought I was going to have to do that, too. Rowena goes, look what I found in my room. And she literally holds out a Ouija board game because Lisa Rinna is a demon. Look what I find! Look what I found in my butthole, a Ouija board game, and I'm like, ooh! And Tree's like, I ain't doing no damn Ouija board. I'm telling you that right now. And Garcelle goes, okay. And Kathy goes, I've heard that's dark. <laughs> that's dark. Garcelle goes, I don't want to open that can of worms. And Kyle goes, I played when I was a kid, but I'm not. And Garcelle's like, well, you guys play it. Don't let us stop you. And Kyle goes, no, because you guys are getting me all freaked out. I don't want to bring a spirit into my house. And I'm like, Kyle, you already brought Lisa Renee here. It's too late. Uh, Garcelle on the talking head goes, with these ladies, we don't need a Ouija board. We do not need any more spirits. We've got enough. And Dinah goes, are you doing it? And Garcelle goes, are you leaving? And Dinah goes, I'll just watch. <laughs> I'll just watch you play the fun game of Ouija. This is what the Ghostbusters... I sent Ghostbusters to make sure there was no Ouija board. What is going on? You hire experienced Ouija board. No. So, Rennie goes, ask you a question and we'll just figure it out. And Kyle goes, why don't we ask something about the group? And Erica goes, this always leads to a disaster. And Garcia goes, well, what are we going to do? And Kyle goes, are we going to be able to work out our issues in our group? And have a good time on this trip. And Dory goes, oh, good Lord. Beep, boop, 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 boop. 
Renata talking and I goes, oh, Kyle, she's such a shitster. <laughs> Rena and Erica have their hands on either side of the Ouija indicator, and Rena moves it to no. And I'm like, yeah, who's the real shitster, Rena? Because you know Ouija boards don't truly work. Light as a feather, st- light as a feather, stick of stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Um, that's what I, I thought it would be funny if it was like, okay, let's ask other questions. Did Erica Jane have any knowledge of anything Tom Girardi did with client funds? And, you know, Erica and Renner are like, no, no. Erica goes, hee, <laughs> And Kyle goes, okay, the next question is, and Tree goes, will Garcelle find a soulmate this year? And Kathy goes, will who? <laughs> I thought you were Kyle. And Garcelle goes, what's it say? And Erica and Renner push it, and Tree's like, it's heading towards yes. And Erica goes, you." And Garcia goes, is there a W? And Kyle, Kyle, like, Kyle goes, put your fingers on the Ouija. And Renna goes, we're ready. And Kyle goes, why did Garcelle unfollow Erica on Instagram? And Kyle laughs like, aha, I'm a shitster. And Dreek goes, zoinks. And Erica shakes her head, yes. Erica and Atagane goes, really? Again, Kyle? Hello, I'm Erica Jane. Can we talk about anything other than who follows me and unfollows me on in- on the old Instagram? But by the way, Erica loves people talking about her. Six hours earlier on the private chat, Kyle to Sutton, why did you follow and unfollow Erica on Instagram? And Sutton goes, because it was a joke. Is that important? I was just teasing. I mean, come on. It's not really that funny of a joke, Sutton. And I love you. Um, Erica and Atagna goes, I'm 51. I'm not 14, 13, 12. Who gives a shit? What are we? I'm not 14, 13, 12. I was like, we're going to keep going. I'm not 11. I'm not 10. I'm not 9. I'm not 25. I'm not 26. Too old for Leo DiCaprio to date. Um, so, I'm not 14, 13, 12. I'm 51. Erica, you act like a child most of the time, though, so don't act like you're too above. I mean, listen, you're literally... You're literally posting, like, butthole shots on Instagram half the time. Give me a break. We get a flashback to two weeks earlier, Kyle going, Garcelle starts sort of talking about you, alcohol, and drinking. And Erica's like, you were repeating it, yeah. Garcelle goes, yeah, but I also repeated it to you. When? Garcelle goes, when we had drinks. Flashback to three weeks earlier. Dude, this is the space-time continuum. It's opening up. We're doing flashbacks on flashbacks on flashbacks. Flashbacks to three weeks earlier, Garcelle's like, the last couple of times I saw you, Erica, you were a little tipsy. I wasn't tipsy. I was blacked out. And why? Medicine, I think. This is when, you know, I love when Erica gets all, medicine, I think. Medicine, I think. And thinking I could drink on it, just like this. Like, matter of fact, uh, it's not a big deal. Garcelle goes, and in present day, going, calling me a liar was a stretch. I was really hurt being called a liar. I was emotional about it, and I did something about it, and that was to unfollow her. That's it. And Kathy goes, can I just say one thing? Look, to call somebody a liar, I hate that word. I hate three things. This reminded me of the Kyle in Summer House when he's like, I love family, sharks, and Frank. He goes, I, I hate three things. A liar, a thief, and a pedophile. And that's, uh, I didn't, uh, listen, I'm insane. And I didn't see pedophile coming a mile away. Like, I I do not like a liar, a thief. I do not like to be called a liar, a thief, or a pedophile. (laughs) So a few of the girls laughing girls are like, what? And Eric's like, well, I've been called two out of the three. 
And I'm like, no, we've called you all three. We've called you a liar as well, Erica. No, um, but the pedophile, I was like, Kathy, then I, I, and this is not a joke, but I was like, is she, because, you know, she was like very best friendly with Michael Jackson. And, you know, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, everybody's calling me mean things. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that why she said that? Like, because I, I was trying to think of wh- where Kathy would have heard that. So uh, Kathy goes, I mean, call me whatever. Those are just really three things that I don't like. So you guys, if you do happen to bump into Kathy ever, don't call her a pedophile. Uh, Crystal and Tree and Kyle are dying laughing. Crystal on a talking head goes, like liar and thief, I totally get. Pedophile, I mean, it's pretty true. I don't like to be called a pedophile. I don't like anyone to be called a pedophile. You know, I'm with Crystal on this one. I don't know if you guys are, but I've always, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I'd like to be called a pedophile either. Garcia goes, Erica, we don't have to be friends. Fuck, I love Garcelle, dude. Like, just calls it out. No, no f- pussy footing around. Like, you know me, I'd be like, oh, I, 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 I. Garcelle goes, you know what, Erica? We don't need to be friends. I mean, not her BPM didn't even go over 58 beats per minute. Like, there was nothing fucking cool as a cucumber. It's like if OJ was lying on one of those lying machines, a unicorn, you know what I'm saying? Like, fucking, like, she did not give a sh- Erica, we don't have to be friends. And Erica goes, oh, that's okay. Because Erica acts like she's cool. Er- like, Erica dreams of being Garcelle. And that's why I think it really, she doesn't like Garcelle. Because Garcelle's the real version of Erica. Also, the version of Erica that actually pays her own bills. That gets her own way through life. And really never depended on a man the way that Erica Jane did. I'm fu- I just fucking... I just impressed myself, you guys. That's exactly what it is. Garcelle is everything Erica wants to be. And nothing that she presently is. Okay, well, I that. And Garcelle goes, great. That's fine. Great. Yeah, we, we, we don't have to be friends. Great, great. Yeah, it's not all kumbaya. No, mm-mm. I'm good with that. Good, me too. I'm good. I, no, I'm good first. Me, I said it first. I'm good. And Kyle's like, last year, remember when you made a point to unfollow Rena and me and you knew? And Garcelle goes, because I was hurt after the reunion. And Kyle goes, you had your reason. I get that, okay. And Sutton goes, well, I had no idea mine would. And Kyle goes, but... When Sutton, my dog just snorted, but when Sutton said, that was a joke, and Sutton goes, well, that was a joke. And Kyle goes, but with who? And Garcelle goes, between us. And Dorit goes, them, they laughed at Erica. Oh, this is what the description means. Okay. They laughed at Erica. Come on, that is, now it is a funny joke. Um, So Kyle goes, you guys sat together saying, ha ha, I think that's funny. I'm going to unfollow Erica. That's just, I don't get that. Okay, okay. So, and Dorit and I talking to her goes, I don't really understand what's going on with Kyle right now. We all have frivolous fights, but I do think there's a little bit of stirring going on right now. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And she motions her arms. And Kathy goes, by the way, guys, guess what? Guess what? Nobody cares. <laughs> God, come on, man. How could you not love Kathy? <laughs> I'm going to be so bummed when she says something so horrible that I can't like her anymore in a couple weeks. By the way, by the way, guys, guess what? Nobody cares. <laughs> Pull my finger, toot. <laughs> uh, Garcelle goes, no, apparently they do. And Kathy goes, don't take yourself to be so important. 
And Kyle goes, no, but the point is, there's a reason you do it, Kathy. Kyle's getting, like, all fucking, like, hyped up. And son's like, nobody's that important. Who cares? And Kyle screams, it's not that it's important. It's the intent behind it. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry to raise my voice, but I get it now that she says she was upset. You called her a liar, and she doesn't want to look at your posts. I get that for the week. She explained it, and I'm done, and I'm sorry. I just didn't get you saying it was funny it was a joke and Sutton goes well she called me a see you next Tuesday and you guys see you next Tuesday fun fact I put it together c-u-n-t c-u-n-t very dirty word see you next Tuesday I'm sitting there going see you next Tuesday like I will see you actually like s-e-e c is in the letter c like cookie see you next S-C-U-N-T. Four months earlier at the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, Sun's like, well, I have my opinion. And Eric's like, and I have mine. And Sun's like, but the, you're not going to do this. And Sun's like, well, you can talk about it to me like an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> I'm not 14. I'm not 13. I'm not. And Sun goes, well, you know what? It didn't seem like that at the table. And Eric is like, and it felt like you were being a bitchy fucking cunt. Kyle screaming at Sutton in this seen in Aspen, then say it because of that. Say it because of that. Don't say it's a joke. That's my point. That's my fucking point. Do you not get what I'm saying? Kyle, calm down. Hey, you're in your own Aspen house. I Maybe, Diana, why did we not gift her some energy healers for this house? I mean, Kyle seems like, what? What is, what is going on here? Did the Adderall kick in? What is going on? Something's like, well, no one even cared about that. No, no, you all cared about that. And Kyle's like, no, we're playing the victim right now. Kyle really can be gross sometimes. And it sucks because she sometimes is the not moral center, but the center of this. She's been on since season one. She's better than bullshit like this. And suddenly like, well, I'm not playing the victim. And Kyle's like, I'm just talking about being honest in the group, okay? And suddenly like, well, I'm not playing the victim. And Kyle's like, that's when I start to lose respect. I'm just saying I start to lose respect because it's there's a line. It's bullshit. And then I'm out and then you lose me and then I'm out and then I'm bored and I can't. And then I go to watch TV and then I can't do it because I'm bored. And then I go to read a book. No, like, it's like Kyle, what are you doing? Then I'm out. And, and also, Kyle, stop tooting your own horn. You're like pretty much an asshole to Sutton. 24 seven. So it's not like you're there and you're out and you're there and you're like, you're usually pretty much just out. And Sutton's like, well, to be honest, Kyle does not let Sutton speak. That's the other thing, you know, for somebody that's like, well, you know, Sutton never makes sense. Nobody ever lets Sutton talk. Garcelle goes, what are you leaving for? And Renny goes, you guys, you guys just talk to each other. And Kathy goes, Kyle, then I agree. Kyle, Kyle, I agree with you. And Kyle goes, be honest. I'm not going to fucking deal with any lies and bullshit. And Garcelle goes, no, everybody's being honest. Let's be. And Sutton's like, we're talking about Instagram right now. I'll say, I'll say. And Sutton, I'm talking about Instagram right now, too. Please follow me on Instagram, Sutton. Why do, why do we, I mean, I know, just, I, you know what it is? Yeah, you know what it is? And I, and I was like this with Leah McSweeney, too, because I had a crush on her the first season, not the second season. I feel like it's. It, it makes me feel like the back in like junior high and elementary school where I was like the kid with cooties. You know what I'm saying? Like I was the kid that no girls liked. And like 
and if if a girl found out I liked them, they were like, oh, I don't like you as a friend, maybe. And I, you know, if like I'm telling you, like the Sutton and Leah thing, Leah follows me, but like them not even coming on the podcast, it makes me feel like the kid with cooties still. Like I'm not good looking enough. I'm not fun, you know, like like I creep them out, which I, you know, there's good reason to actually be creeped. <laughs> I feel like the kid with cooties. So Sutton. I am talking about Instagram. Anyway, Sutton the time goes, Erica, call me a terrible name. And not one of those girls said anything I'll say. I'll say, and now I'll unfollow her from Instagram and they have a problem with that. Fuck, man. Thank God you guys aren't on Be Real or Snapchat. My, you, everybody's head would explode. When he goes, it's not about fucking Instagram. It's what's underneath it. And Sutton's like, I haven't heard y'all say one thing to her about calling me a cunt. And Renny goes, why do we need you? And Diana goes, because you are one. Excuse me, Bosnian? Excuse me? Erica, who has not said one word, goes... <laughs> she gets up. You can tell she's like farting. She's like... <laughs> Funniest fucking thing I ever heard. Can I have a loan? <laughs> and Garcia goes, what did she say? That we're we're what? Erica's still like, <laughs> and Diana's like, hee hee hee. You gotta see it. Diana like is licking her lips and like 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 a humpty dumpty egg, like <laughs> Like I took a picture of my Instagram. It's like the weirdest look like and Diana goes, I said she is one and Erica's like, ah my you are one And Garcia goes, Did you just say that? She did and Garcia goes Sorry, Diana, that's not okay. This is another one. Like, Diana tries to, like, put up that Instagram post last week. of like, I am about peace and love. I am not behind bot attacks. You know that whole thing about Garcelle's son? You're about peace and love, but you're like, you are a see you next Tuesday? Do you see where, like, Diana, like, do you see where people would, do you see the confusion? That's what I, I'm like, I'm just trying to make, do you see the, I'm going crazy. Do you see the confusion? You don't call somebody to see you next Tuesday and laugh, and it's not like deaf comedy jam where Erica's like, oh my God, Dave Chappelle, you're killing right now. It's like you said she was a C-U-N-T. Garcelle in the talking head goes, I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate that word. I don't think there's ever a reason to use that word, especially coming from another woman. I think it's horrible. And Sutton goes, I'm having a very difficult time because... And Garcelle goes, because nobody's standing up for you. And Sutton's like, no. And you guys, at this whole time, like, Sutton's just really, like, not broken, but she's, like, just very small, if that makes sense. She's seated in a chair, and she's not making any movement, really, and she's kind of looking down. It really, you know, like, like all joking aside, all this, like, it just, it did actually kind of make me feel really bad for her. Like, it, it truly felt like somebody, a group of people laughing at somebody directly to their face. And um, Diana goes, not everybody can be best friends. And Garcia goes, no, that's exactly right. It wasn't civilized. I'm sorry. But at the same time, also, Diana, like, also, like, all these energy healers, how are these energy healers doing anything when you're the bad energy? 
Are they like, uh, we hate to break this to you, boss. We're getting a bad reading all up and down this area. You mean me? What? Are you talking about my clothes? Should I put them on backwards? Uh, you know, you're possibly the bad energy. And Eric is like, what are you talking about? And Dinah goes, I can't stand her. So I always tried to keep the physical space. Eric goes, yeah. Like, Eric is such a girl boner. She's like, oh, my God. Diana goes, but how actually do you, like, let's say there's a bunch of women in the group or even you who you know I like very much, but your best friend I dislike to Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, why? And Diana goes, it's just... I watch these things, I observe these things, and just the way she does things, not like, very slithery. How can Diana, who's an amazing lady who I did not want to ever sue me, say very slithery when she sticks out her tongue 60 miles an hour and licks the whole air? I mean, like, I mean, just even on its face, if I couldn't hear but just see, I'd be like, her looking at her is very snake-like behavior. And you're saying Sutton slithery? Look at Sutton in this scene. She's like so small, not moving, not slithering at all. But Diana's like... <laughs> and it just so pisses me off because it shows this flunky four stupid fucking five. None of them, except for Garcelle, comes to her defense. No matter what. You know, Kyle does after the fact. They don't agree. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? You let it get to this point? Like, it's unbelievable. I mean, I feel like like even Storm the dog was like, are you guys fucking, do I have to jump in? I'm a dog. It's just so mean. Not one of these ladies could withstand this treatment if it were them. We've seen Erica bitch and moan when she even gets asked the simplest question. Rinna literally screams like a banshee if anything is ever said. They can pile on Sutton over and over again. Like she has zero feelings whatsoever. And what's most disgusting is there's nothing Sutton has done to deserve this kind of ostracizing. Dorit even confessed to Kyle that Sutton is taking too much on the chin in the beginning of this episode, but they don't stop. And Dorit says nothing out loud. This could have been a moment. This could have been Dorit's moment. Not all these little small Dorit moments that we make fun of, like homeless, not homeless and toothless or whatever. This could have been a, like, ladies. We have gone too far. We are ladies. Beep, boop, boop, boop. We stand up for each other. Women supporting women. And I will not have this. Do not make me call PK to get a private jet from London to get... You know what I'm saying? This could have been a moment. My dog is fully snoring. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, also, Juliana was very... She's very livid as well. Um, Kyle says, well, let's talk like she's in the room because she is. Thanks, Kyle. Well, you let it go on for a long time. And then you're like, oh, she's right here. And Garcia goes, yeah, this is hard. Nobody wants to hear that. And Diana goes, huh? Like, Diana's like, do you? And that's what I'm like, that's what I don't get. You don't even come off like somebody who understands feelings anymore. Garcia goes, nobody wants to hear it. And Diana goes, babe, what do you want me to do? You want me to go behind her back and talk behind her back? And Garcia goes, I'm saying it's hard. She's a human being. She's got feelings. I get you have your feelings. And Diana goes, that is the thing. Does she have feeling? Does she? Does she? When she says it, I thought she was saying dashi. Like the dashi. Like the, like, it comes with like a side of dashi. Like, dashi, dashi. She's screaming, dashi. She came after me when I was fucking bleeding. 
After the whole experience, she came after me when I was on the fucking floor. You don't do that. She came after people like when they are at their weakest. And that's not the way to do it. Why does she do that? And I know she's talking about uh, Punta Mitza, right? And I think she's also talking about Garcelle's birthday. I, you know, the bleeding thing, totally. But also, if you, Diana, if you are at your weakest and you're fucking bleeding, do not show up to Garcelle's birthday. Do you understand? Like, don't. Like, I mean, like, it, I, I don't know. Anyways, Kyle's like, well, I don't, I don't. And she kneels down and touches Sutton's knee. And Kyle's like, you can speak up and defend yourself, by the way. And we can all just jump in. And Sutton just shakes her head. And Diana yells, there's no defending. That is like, listen, there's no defending. I can go now. No, it's unforgivable. And Kyle's like, you guys don't have to like each other. And Diana's like, I got out of fucking deathbed to come to Garcelle's. And she shamed me. It's unforgivable. Especially. And Garcelle to Sutton goes, were you shaming her? And Diana goes, especially that she had two miscarriages that she hid from everybody. And I'm the first one to hear it. So if it's such a hard thing to talk about, why didn't you understand? It's a fucking hard thing to talk about, so I'm sorry. But she knew what she was doing. This is so gross, you guys. This is so gross. Diana, was there supposed to be a Wikipedia page that Sutton, like, you know, and uh, early life, two miscarriages. What are you, what are you talking about? She didn't know what she was doing. Like, first off, you're on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You have to ask about certain things. You have to, I, I, this is too far. It's too gross. It's too gross. This is gross, you guys. That's gross. I don't even care if you don't like Sutton. That's gross. Crystal Natalia goes, I think Sutton is going to apologize a million times and it won't really matter. I mean, it's asinine to go in circles like this. But once again, Crystal doesn't say anything in the group. Like They're all scared of these fucking women. Diana comes off like a bully. Eric comes like a bully. And Rena comes off like a demon. I don't know. Five weeks earlier, Sutton's like, we've had a rough and raucous start and I'm to blame for it. I'm going to say 95% of it. And Diana goes, thank you. And Sutton's like, well, and I'm here and I'm happy to talk about it with you privately, whatever. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Like, we saw that scene. Sutton has tried. Chris on the talking to goes, there's a point where you can only defend yourself so much. And Diana goes, okay, I'm going to go leave. And Sutton's like, go back to your hotel. And Diana's like, that's why I'm out of here. Let's get out of this house. I'm done. And Kathy goes, Diana, don't leave, honey. And Diana goes, gotta go, babe. I want to ski tomorrow. And Eric's like, go, it's fine. <laughs> can, I, can I get a little money? <laughs> and um, she's wrapping Diana in her coat. Because remember, Diana cannot physically dress herself at all. And Diana goes, can I, like, have my bag? And Erica's like, yeah, where is it? Oh, how did I get in my room? <laughs> oh, interesting. How did I walk in here? Uh, Garcella Sutton goes, that was not okay. Just let her go. That was not okay. Garcella Natagna goes, Diana left my house. I'm thinking, okay, she's going to give Sutton a, sh- a shot. This is the next chance. But I mean, I think with Diana, words and actions are completely different. She leaves Sutton bursts into tears and is completely sobbing. Real tears. This is actually what real tears look like. Lisa Pay attention to the just when you're trying to look what human emotions look like to see if you can imitate them. This is one of them. Kyle goes, okay, stop. And she mumbles something. And now Kyle's like, oh, go stop. And Sutton's like, I'm not being dramatic. I've just had enough. I've had enough. 
And Garza's like, that was a lot. Kyle and Atagna goes, sometimes it's hard to speak your mind in this group. People are upset. They're emotional. But Diana, she's saying and thinks what she feels. Some people can say she's being mean, but I can respect her being honest. You guys, Kyle, you might maybe getting a little too comfy with money or something. I mean, like, it's, it's like to wake up. Like, does Kyle watch? Does Kyle watch the episodes back and go, "Holy shit, it did not play like that in the room. This looks horrible." And Diana, as she's leaving, going, "You and your crocodile tears, fuck you." I'm saying that to Diana's driver, not Diana. Um, Garcelle goes, "I don't care who you are. Nobody wants to hear that." Next time on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my God, you guys thought that was bad? The ladies are on the ski lift heading up the mountain. Woohoo, let's go out. We see Dorit wipe out and she goes, I'm done. I'm already over it. Garcelle goes, Diana's going to be at dinner. What are you going to do? And Sutton's like, well, I'd rather sit next to Erica. And Erica's right next to her. And Sutton's like, I really like you. And Erica laughs, goes, <laughs> I like you too. When is Nina working out? Oh, Erica, probably on her Xanax being nice again. And, uh, Garcelle goes, the whole earring thing, like it's everywhere. And Chris goes, the thing that you're wearing, things you own, is all ill-gotten gain in regards to the Girardi. Uh, we see a scene, Crystal goes, I would give the earrings up. Yeah, and Erica goes, why? Because you could look good? And Crystal goes, I'm not talking about proper, yeah, you are. I don't give a fuck about anybody else but me. There we have it, folks. Thesis statement. Erica J. Kyle goes, don't say that, Erica. Don't say that because you're my friend and I can't defend that. And Erica's like, I'm not fucking caving because people think I should feel some sort of way. And Wayne goes, Erica, no more. Erica, we're supposed to hold, we're supposed to hide our devil ears. And Erica goes, forget about the people. What about the facts? Come on, Erica. You dumb fuck. Gross. It's me, Diana Jenkins. I just pulled a picture of her licking her, licking her lips. I'm by the fireplace, licking my lips. Okay, you guys, we did it. Holy shit. This was my longest one yet, and we didn't even do any news. This was all Beverly Hills. Holy balls, you guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. I don't, you know what? I I hope this was great for some of you. I don't want to think negatively about it. I just put three hours of my life in it, and I've been worrying about this all day. I did want to leave you with something that I thought was beautiful that I read. It has nothing to do with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but since I'm not going to talk to you this weekend, unless you're on the Patreon, I wanted to leave you with this because it made me feel good inside and maybe it can make you feel good inside too. Because we need that sometimes, right? Is uh, Kurt Vonnegut, a, um, a group of students wrote Kurt Vonnegut, the author, amazing author, Kurt Vonnegut. He says, I thank you for your friendly letters. You sure know how to cheer up a really old geezer. I'm 84 in my sunset years. I don't make public appearances anymore because I now resemble nothing so much as an iguana. What I had to say to you, moreover, would not take long. To wit, practice any art, music, singing, dancing, acting, drawing, painting, sculpting, poetry, fiction, essays, reportage, no matter how well or badly. Not to get money and fame, but to experience becoming, to find out what's inside you, to make your soul grow. Seriously, I mean, starting right now, 
do art and do it for the rest of your lives. Draw a funny or nice picture of your teacher, Miss Lockwood, and give it to her. Dance home after school and sing in the shower and on and on. Make a face in your mashed potatoes. Pretend you're Count Dracula. Here's an assignment for tonight, and I hope Miss Lockwood will flunk you if you don't do it. Write a six-line poem about anything, but rhymed. No fair tennis without a net. Make it as good as you possibly can, but don't tell anybody what you're doing. Don't show it or recite it to anybody, not even your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your parents or whatever or Miss Lockwood, okay? Tear it up into teeny weeny pieces and discard them into wildly separated trash receptacles. You will find that you have already been gloriously rewarded for your poem. You have experienced becoming. You learned a lot more about what's inside of you and you have made your soul grow. God bless you all, Kurt Vonnegut. And I know this is a sappy way to end, but you have all made my soul grow. And you guys are kind of my six-line poem that's end of a three-hour podcast. And I tear this up in the three little bits. I get so much out of it. And I hope you get so much out of this weekend. And just remember to do all of those silly, stupid things that can make your soul grow. And um, don't let all the negativity of the week or these shows or whatever get you down. Because life is really tough. We have deaths. We have people that are sick. We have so many bad things, but try to combat that with all of the good things and the laughter and all of this stuff. Um, so uh, that might have been a little bit of a U-turn after I'm yelling about all of these ladies for three hours. But I wanted to share that with you because I read it today and it really moved me. So for the 10 people that have stayed for the three hours of this thing, hopefully that makes sense to you. And I will talk to you guys bright and early. Oh, well, will I talk to you? It's Labor Day. God, we're already at Labor Day. I think I'll talk to you on Monday, but if not, I'll let you guys know. And um, yeah, bye guys. Betches.